1: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: All right, good morning. Big storm is coming our way. Did you see all the snow plows and salt trucks on the way to work? Yeah. I'm talking to you.
3: This oh, I did. I did. <laughs>
2: John I did. Anthony feeling it today for My mind's frog. waking up. Come on. I know. You know,
3: I'm not used to being. Did you get up. a good
2: night's sleep last night? Actually, I did. I got yeah,
3: about six hours of sleep. That, yeah. that hasn't happened in I don't know how long.
2: Good for you. Yeah. Six hours is a six big hours, deal. Yeah. I'm a five hour person. I'm a four
3: and a half, five.
2: But I hate it. Then I wake up and yeah. I try so hard to go back to sleep. Yeah. But I can't go back to sleep. <laughs> so we're glad that you're here. Thank you. Um, we have some audio. I'm fine trying. There we go. Let's see. Look at that! The best in the business is Justin Kosick, and he has to work with me all the time. Who's coming in, coming in hot? Like I need to get this, I need to get that. But uh, yesterday, uh, people took to task once again President Biden for going to Ukraine instead of going to East Palestine. And today, President Trump is heading to East Palestine because sometimes I forget that he's running for president again. Don't don't you?
3: No, I don't. You don't forget. You should have saw my show on Saturday. What happened? I had a bunch of uh, rappers in my show, on my show. Really? Oh, yeah. Are they all supporting Trump? All, well, except for Bryson Gray.
2: He's who who's he supporting?
3: He, he, he's supporting whatever Christian gets in the race. He told me I can't vote for um anybody because I'm a Christian unless they're a Christian. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm going I'm t- I'm still team Trump right now."
2: Well, whoever uh on my team of thank you for your service, but we're moving on yeah. in 2024. That is what New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu said uh, on on air on Brett Baer's Fox News show special report. And I agree because he's now, you know, the name calling, it's getting a little silly. He's calling Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSectimonious, and then he has a new one. What's the new one?
3: I didn't see the new one. Oh, you didn't see the new one? I know the the sanctimonious.
2: Oh, he debuted a weird nickname for Ron DeSantis. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. All right, hold on. I got to get to my stuff. (laughs) Oh, it's not in here. Oh, boo-hoo. But uh, he's Florida was doing great. This is what he tw- tweeted on Truths or put out on Truth Social. Florida was doing great, all in capitals, long before Rand DeSanctus got there. Ron DeSanctus, S-A-N-C-T-U-S. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime, not because of governor. Thank you, President Trump, because he p- believes he put him in office. De Sanctimonious. Rick Scott did great, and even Charlie Crist had very good numbers. Sunshine and Ocean, capital letters, very alluring. That's what he wrote on True Social. Wow.
3: He calls him Meatball Ron, too.
2: Part, he meatball, calls him Meatball Ron, too. Meatball, all right, what you like better? Ron, De Sanctimonious, Meatball Ron, Three one two six four two five six zero zero Turnkey 5600 turnkey.pro, answer line, 64636, type in DA, then a quick comment, because... You know, over yesterday on President's Day,
4: uh, he's
2: beating the strum again. Are you ready? You want to hear it? Well, maybe for the last time, but here we go. The election was stolen. Kerry Lake should be governor of Arizona. But
5: when I watched what happened in, in Arizona where the machines were all broken, the machines were, were broken. A large percentage of those machines were absolutely broken. Kerry Lake had lines so long. And the people couldn't vote because a big percentage of the machines in Republican areas were broken, okay? What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to fight like hell in that day, those few days of the election. And we're going to have to make sure they're not going to steal this election from us. The Republicans were not well represented. And sometimes when they were in Philadelphia and Detroit, they were literally escorted and thrown out of the rooms. We have to fight That there's a minimum, that there should be none, election fraud. It's the biggest problem we have. Once we're in, we can change it to paper ballots, same-day voting, voter ID, and be done.
2: Okay? I mean, I do like that because I can't stand this early voting. I mean, for mayor, the mayor's race, we started three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, early voting. And the longer you have a system in place, the more vulnerable it becomes. I, I, concur. Now, I don't think anybody's going to these polling places because I was at one with the, the mayor when she voted early with her wife.
3: Yeah, and, I saw that,
2: and nobody was there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I thought I saw somebody twiddling their thumbs. An election worker, like, because <laughs> <they were, laughs> everybody's on their phones because they're bored out of right, their minds. Right. So what are we doing here, people? And that does seem attractive about Trump. I do think that he's going to, you know, try and change that process, but I don't think he has the votes and support yeah. to get there.
3: Yeah, he's embracing. um Ballot harvesting. Now, where it's legal. Ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting. Okay, for explain ballot. Basically, harvesting. Basically, it's it's where people go and pick know, up ballots and deliver the ballots, mm-hmm. um, for people who probably okay. don't even know they're voting.
2: <laughs> um, like people that are in retirement homes, retirement homes, of course, of course. And if you watched um a uh, two thousand mules, yes, you will see a lot of ballot There's harvesting. Ton of it. And they actually, the one thing that I loved about that movie was they interviewed, um, children of parents who are. Incapacitated yeah. and said, I, um, "I didn't know my mom voted." Yeah, yeah. where did they get this ballot for my mom? Right, and then all those people in the middle of the night stuffing ballots, stuffing ballots. into those Zuckerberg boxes.
3: Did you see they put gloves on after they oh, got yeah. after they got found out? They started putting gloves on. Yeah,
2: and then they're wearing masks. Yeah, yeah well, you know, not not for the COVID, but yeah. to make sure. Nothing that to they, see here, though. To make sure that they weren't. <laughs> identified on that surveillance video nothing to see you. uh three one two let's go to anybody agree with me i mean i appreciate president trump i'm yeah. with the new hampshire governor thank you so much now let's move on yeah brian in uh indiana wheatfield indiana good morning you're on chicago's morning answer
6: hey john hey Amy. hey, hey john i was gonna tell you your uh your show saturday was awesome i i had a great time listening to it that was Good show. Thank you, I appreciate guys it. and just the, the back and forth, but on, on Trump, it's the the biggest problem is going to be is it's all going to be about Don Donald and getting back, and I did this and I did that, and it's like, man, you know, he did a he did do good things, but we need to focus on the country and what we need to do moving forward, and not focus on him. It's just it's going to be too much about him. So I agree with uh, what you said, Amy, with whatever that other governor
2: said. So thanks. Okay. Sununu. Sununu, Governor Sununu. I love the name. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, Thanks for go. the phone call. Let's go to Mary Kay in Western Springs. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Hi John. Hi, Amy. Hey, Mary Kay. It's
7: good to, hey, um, I um, I want to tell you, uh, last time I voted, I fixed my family's, you know, I told you we get six of those voter registration cards in the mail at my house, you know, for uh, I, me, I Katie, that. Kathleen. Um, well, anyway, I fixed all that, so I only got one this voting season, which makes me feel better, like more secure. But I too, I, um, I forgot Trump was running. five you know. So I know, isn't oh, wow. that funny? Well, because we're not
2: really yeah. there yet. Until yeah. somebody else, I know Nikki Haley's now on the race. Yeah. Tim
3: Goodbye. Scott maybe. Um, Tim
7: Scott might jump in.
2: Yeah, to, he might jump in. To South
3: Carolina. He's Carolinans. doing a tour. He's doing a tour right now. Oh boy. Yeah. Wow. Well, so all right. Trump,
7: well, you know. I, I too, it's the repetitiveness of Trump that gets so annoying and um you know, like like the last caller said, he did great things, but you know, the, the name calling sanctimonious and blah oh, blah, blah blah. We'll it's see so Amy. Juvenile, we'll see, you know. I mean uh, grow up. Yeah. I mean he's a I, great
2: businessman, he's a great executor. Always, but then he resorts back to this you know I like always said that. classroom I said bullying re- you. with
7: you you're a sanctimonious. Yes. <laughs> he's a New York real estate mogul who you know, was a rock star, you know, in you know, on the tabloids and everything when he was a younger guy.
2: And he's really he's a enjoying his... He's marketer.
3: Yeah, he can market perfect himself marketer. like nobody else. Yeah, that's
7: true. I need to do that, Amy. I need to do that <laughs> for my business. Well, start, you know, um, wearing a hat. Come up with some catchy oh, slogan. Yeah, uh, my, my Make America Great hat is still hanging on my hat rack. I have one, Concord. too. So, sort of see from my um the sidewalk in front of my house i kind of turn it forward turn it back you know see if yeah well you know i mean i'm still i love the guy he did a great job but i think it might be time to move on all
2: right I thanks mary think, Kay. I think so thanks Amy. some other Bye-bye. calls on here and i appreciate it wasn't our life so much easier it was when president trump was in charge we yeah. had money in our bank account hey. credit card debts were low yeah eggs were a dollar Eggs were gas. Gas. Yeah. i never forget. Gas at yeah. one time was what two dollars and ten cents. Yeah. One time it was a dollar ninety-five. But that was yeah. during the pandemic when all yeah. of you
3: people were staying home. Got down to a dollar eighty-three down where I was.
2: I mean, yeah. things were great. Oh,
3: just imagine in two short years. We had national security. Everything. Oil. We had. Um, um, Putin was afraid yeah. of them.
2: Yeah. He would have never invaded Ukraine. No. If Trump was president. Oh heck. No. That's what. It, the balloons wouldn't been floating over our country. <laughs> Look at the balloon, Mom. It's so pretty. Oh, let's go to Dennis in Crystal Lake. Hi, Dennis. How are you?
8: Amy. Hey,
9: hey, J- hey John. I, uh, you got a great show. Thank you, sir. I mean, you, why do you listen to a guy named Samirnu? <laughs> and uh, you can't even make up your mind
3: which kid to go see. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know who I would go see. I saw who? I would have traveled. You I would have, have gone been to gone. Georgia Tech? I would have been
2: gone. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. High school basketball. It was, it was the gone. greatest game ever. We yeah. won. And we're playing Deerfield tonight at 6 p.m. if anybody wants to come. Yeah.
9: I owe. I owe that. Congratulations. Thanks. I you for some wins.
2: Thanks. And uh,
9: just stick with the guy who got us there and brought us something we hadn't seen in 25 years which was a war that wasn't started on a president's wow.
2: That's rock. That's true. We wouldn't have lost 13 Americans on that no. disastrous no. pull out of Afghanistan. Yeah.
3: Taliban wouldn't be in charge of Afghanistan either. And
2: women would be like, in like school. with the yeah. kids. Thanks, Dennis. And women would be in school. Yeah. Because no women could go to school now.
3: Yeah. That's I so sad. Left. They
2: were in college, and they can't finish their yeah. degrees. And... Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so sad.
3: Any chance to get out of Illinois, I'd be gone.
2: <laughs> Let's go too quickly. Let's get Craig in Mount Greenwood. He's oh, so great. sweet. Hi, Craig.
8: Hey, good morning, Amy, and uh, good morning, John. Hey, buddy, how's
3: it going?
8: Uh, Doing well. I like when you two are together and all that good show and everything. I like you on the weekends, too.
3: Thank
8: you. Hey, uh, man, like Trump, uh, he's like that medication that tastes bad. You don't want to go near it and everything like that, but, man, it works so good. you got to do it. it.
2: Just great analogy.
8: That is really good. This guy, this guy here, and and you know what he got? I think he got robbed out of that for four years and everything like that man, that guy comes back. He's so much smarter. He had so many snakes around. Him. He put them there himself. He did. He, know, he learned so much. I think he, he, even though he tastes bad, but I'll tell you what, I think he would just do a number.
2: All right. Thanks, Craig. Love Thank I love you, that. Craig. For, we'll quickly squeeze Rich in here from Indian Head Park. Good morning, Rich.
3: Hey, Joe Petsy. Yeah. Good, hey, good, good morning. Good morning, Jeff.
2: Your nickname yeah. for him is Joe, Joe Petsy? Yeah. Say it loud and say it proud. That's oh, Joe That's your nickname. Yeah. I know. Like we Trump. tell him, him that on nicknames. our show.
3: We tell him on that on my show. Oh, you do? Yeah.
2: Okay. I got to start listening yeah. to your show more.
3: <laughs> yeah, you sure yeah. do, John. Yeah.
2: It's from 4 to 7. Uh, 4 to 7. seven.
9: On what Saturdays.
2: We- Saturdays.
10: The question I wanted to ask you is, when is Biden going to commit to this country the way uh, uh, President Trump has done and not uh, keep committing to other countries uh, like Biden's been doing?
11: Never.
2: <laughs> Never. I mean, he's bought and paid for it. Never. <laughs> And I got to say, when he brought a half million, do- or no, $500 million oh, dollars to the Ukrainians, and you have people that have rashes on their skin yeah. still, yeah. still afraid to drink the water, and the EPA chief, that uh, black guy, Mike, Reagan, yeah. mm-hmm. Michael Reagan, Reagan, Reagan yeah. he was there yesterday yeah. with um, champagne glasses, yeah. clinging, drinking the water out of the faucet.
12: Where's
3: Ann Brockovich? What's a leader?
2: photo op? And here's the mayor of East. Palestine.
12: That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now Biden he doesn't system. care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to. But uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there, not to us. And I'm furious.
2: And we'll talk more about that later on in the show with Stephen Moore. Insane. And, and Mayor Pete's now going to go. Yeah. To visit, but I of think 18 is. days later. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> the stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560
13: is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local, family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630, and learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at signaturebank.bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
1: If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, the answer. All
2: right. Where's the redemption story? Yeah. I've been trying to get to this story all week, and... uh I have to tell you, so Chewy Garcia, I'm sure you're familiar, he was a state rep, he's been a city councilman, or he's been an alderman, excuse me, he's been a state State rep, rep. Cook County commissioner, Mm -hmm. congressman, and now he's still a congressman, but for some reason he's running for mayor. He's out.
3: I do not know why. D. Elia Ramirez took his place or something like that? No,
2: no, Chewy Garcia is running for mayor.
3: Right, but he's no longer a congressman.
2: Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's let's reset. So Chewy, Garcia <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back to the program. Amy here, John Anthony, and for Dan Proft, uh, Chewy Garcia, former alderman, former state rep, former Cook County commissioner, congressman. He is now running for mayor. And people call into question the fact: How can you control crime in the city if you can't control your own son? Yeah. And I say that because nobody wants to talk about this. I mean, they, they briefly did it uh, when Rahm Emanuel was running against Chewie. He was on WTTW with Phil Ponce, and they, they brought up this fact that his son is a no- well-known gangbanger with the 2-6 gang. And even Mary Mitchell yeah. from the Sun-Times dubbed him a neighborhood menace. Cool. So the last time he was arrested was in April of 2021. Officers responded to shots fired at Marquette Park. Between two vehicles, uh, police located the black Tahoe that matched the description, and voila, inside was Samuel Garcia, Chewy's son. And he had on him a 9 millimeter magazine with unknown number of bullets. Another weapon he had on him had a bullet in the chamber. And he did have his void card, but he didn't have a concealed carry license. So when it was all said and done, he was arrested and charged with felony aggravated use of a weapon. Mm. Well, he goes to court and is in front of Cook County judge Laura Sullivan and she dismissed the charges saying quote there was no probable cause what uh huh and it turns out the sullivans know the garcias and they took care of each other conjecture on my part oh god and he's at other
3: arrests yeah yeah too he was um he was arrested in june 24th 20 june 24th 2007 he was accused of aggravated ass- aggravated assault with a gun knife or other dangerous weapon now, this is when he threw a bat at a police car. You know what he said? Glad that car belonged to a cop. I wish I could have effed it up more. You know, when did when did it become okay for other people, other races to use the N-word? Use the N-word, too. When did it become okay for them to use the N-word as well? I I, I don't get it, Amy. I, and he I,
2: shouted, 2-6-M blank. Yeah. We're going to blank you. And he was holding the hammer and his other friend threw a bat. Yeah. Off-duty police officers. Yeah. And there's other string of arrests, and he always got out, never spent any time in jail because he's Chewy Garcia's son, but he's not a young kid. So in 2021, he was 37 years old when he did that, which brings me to this. Chewy releases a new video wearing the Rahm Emanuel sweater, sitting in the kitchen, you know, the slow zoom in, talking about how his son almost died because of gangs.
9: I've lost friends and neighbors to gun violence. I nearly lost my son to the gangs. We can't afford to lose one more kid. So I won't stand for a failed mayor so desperate. All she can do is run a false smear campaign against me. You know me. I'm Chuy Garcia. I've walked the walk, fought against corruption, and for real progressive reform. We can tackle crime and invest in opportunity for everyone. Let's build a safer, stronger Chicago together
2: did you hear that yeah. i nearly lost my son to the gangs yeah how about saying i nearly my son killed people while he was in a gang allegedly but wait, where's the redemption story yeah and i called his pr people and i said i love a good redemption story yeah. you know like walter burnett the alderman who was yeah oh yeah i involved. love walter. I, yeah so do i yeah um he got you know his um he got cleared by governor edgar at mm-hmm. the time back in the 90s so that he could run for alderman, because mm-hmm. you couldn't be a convicted felon and run for alderman back run then, unless you were else. pardoned by the governor. Right. So, where's the redemption? We, what is he doing now? Because guess what? He still lives with his dad. He's registered to vote at the same address where his father lives at 25th Street in Little yeah. Village. So he's, and it's, I mean, it must be hard. I'm lucky. I don't have gangbanging kids. Right. No. And no, I, that's true. I, but as he's a 39 year old man. Yeah. So I went to his campaign headquarters. Uh-oh. On Saturday. You went to he- Not camp. headquarters. Um, it was on Devon Street. I, they were having a rally for okay. him and okay. a march, which yeah. they never ended up marching because yeah. I was there. But <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. I was trying to just ask him about this question. You know, how can people trust you to curb violence when you can't control your own household? Oh I know it's kind of a ballsy question, Oof. but uh, I didn't get far because I was boxed out, pushed, they put an old lady in front of me. They knew I was in it. As soon as I walked in, everybody got like they tensed up. Yeah. And this one lady came up to me and she said, I don't know who you are, but they are blanking their pants that you're in this room. Yeah. And when I walked in here, they told me, Do not talk to her.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. That's that old school Chicago politics. Old right there. school.
2: And boxing people. I sh- Next time I'm throwing elbows, but this is kind of a feel yeah. for what you get.
3: Please uh, make sure to see Ryan and find uh, out ways to help. Thank you yeah. so much. So I have three men
2: in front of me. Before anybody okay.
3: goes. Like, Congressman. Congressman. Yard side? C- Congressman.
2: Sorry, we don't have time we for any questions. We're going to have another man. Excuse me, ma'am. What am I, pass my oh, prom?
3: Hey, oh, too soon. Pass <laughs> my <laughs> too soon, too soon. Don't so I miss. just,
2: you know, and it, it's not only that. He is the easiest politician to bribe. Yeah. Let's just take you back to the red light camera deal. Oh, here we go. And here, you know, you know, he's going to explain it best, is Mayor Lightfoot.
14: And then let's go back to the red light camera deal. That was in the paper over this weekend. The same company that was uh, illegally bribing public officials, that's a person that he took a campaign donation from. And then the very next day cast a decisive decisive vote for them to be able to get a contract with Cook County. There's a long history here, unfortunately, with Mr. Garcia. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. It seems quite clear after he lost in 2015 that he decided if you can't beat him, join him. And he tried to make the machine his own. That's not made up. It's documented evidence about him and the corrupt pe- people that he's has around him and a corrupt relationship that he has uh, embraced with uh, the crypto King, the uh, indicted former speaker and the disgrace criminal red light hammer company. Why is he doing that? If that's not true. Woo.
3: Do you know Chewy personally? I mean, I, what, were I, I, you a state rep when he was no, a no, state I, rep? No, I come up through the Chicago machine. So um, I've had, in, I have, I've crossed paths when I was a lot younger. I mean, Right. it's going to be forty. Well, what's
2: his relationship with Mike Madigan and ComEd, and is he going to oh. give back that $10,000? Didn't
3: he say he was? I thought, I thought um, he said he was going to give yeah, it back. Yeah, he's
2: going to give back the but money he hasn't given from it back yet. Uh, Sam, too. yeah. Freed, who, yeah. <laughs> who's there watching to see if they give back the money. Because yeah. at first he denied that he had it, and then he said, well, no, now we're going to give it back. I'm like, well, I thought you said you didn't have it.
3: Yeah. No, he has it.
2: So and, uh, he told Block Club, you know, because he's also in the Madigan and ComEd corruption scandal He's mentioned as an identified congressman in charging documents. Yeah. But he says, oh, that's speculation. And he claims that this is just a smokescreen created by uh, Mary, Mayor Lightfoot's desperate campaign. Yeah. So I asked her, you know, what's her take on that?
14: Chewy Garcia knocking on the door of City Hall would be like the Trojan horse bringing <laughs> all these corrupt influences to City Hall. The voters of the city said very clearly four years ago. They want a clean break from the corruption of the past. Voting for Chewy Garcia is bringing all of that to the fifth floor. We can do better. We should do better. We should reject Chewy Garcia.
2: Mayor. And 312-642-5600, answer line. Uh, you can also text us at 64636, type in DA, then a quick comment. Let's go to Mike in Lakeview. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning.
9: Good morning. Um... My theory about Chewy running for mayor: First of all, that, first of all, the guy was handed the congressional seat by
4: Gutierrez, yep. who, as
9: you know, was the most corrupt Congress person in the entire Congress. Um, my theory is that he's running for mayor because, first of all, he thinks he can win hands down, which doesn't look like that's true. Although he can still win, now he gets a chance to, after he's mayor, take care of all his friends. You know, burial style. Take care of all of his relatives. Mm -hmm. I mean, do everything he possibly do. um, Be mayor for, who knows? Could be a long, long time. Because he's as corrupt as ever, and he'll be just as corrupt here. The guy, and and, and then if he loses for mayor, he just keeps being a congressman. The guy can be a congressman if he lived to be 150 years old (laughs) in that congressional district. Because nobody's going to touch him. So that's my comment.
2: All right, thanks, Mike. I agree. I mean, I'm just, every candidate is within the margin of error to yeah. win this. And Lori, and too. I know. Only two are going to make it. Yeah. Well, Lori thinks it's, it's between. She's she's, out of, she's projected. She said yeah. it's going to be between me and Paul Vallis. She thinks Paul? She thinks Paul. It's, yeah, she said that the other day after she voted. She thinks it's going to be t- between her and Paul. And I don't think so. And we'll explain coming up why. Because somebody, a big endorsement, has uh, oh, declared God. themselves.
1: It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.
2: All right, Amy Jacobson here, John, Anthony. Well, hello there. Hello, hello. So something happened over the weekend. They were in, gosh, overseas at some summit, and Andrea Mitchell sat down with Vice President Kamala Harris, and you know, any chance that they can to bash a leading Republican, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis, They'll take. Yeah. But how this question was even asked, I feel like NBC owes, an, owes the,
7: the world an apology.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen to what happened. I don't know if you've heard this yet.
7: Let me ask you, yeah. what does Governor Ron DeSantis not know of black, about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery
15: and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? I don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know, but I know this any push to censor america's teachers and tell them what they should be teaching in the best interest of our children in in partnership with the parents of america is i think um wrongheaded the people who know our children best are their parents and their teachers in terms of the time they spend and the investment they've placed and the brains and capacity of our children who are our nation's future. And it should not be some politician saying what should be taught in our classrooms. Where did he say that?
2: 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636, type in DA. Then a quick comment. When did who say what?
3: Well, yeah. Sanders, look, we Sanders we, we tackled this on my show for a couple of weeks, right? Um, he never said that. The queer theory, the uh, CRT, uh, that's what he's going after.
2: Well, I so mean, all right, so there was this AP Black History right. College course, and in the curriculum, uh, it did cover slavery. Yeah, in, what are normal history classes I've, in America. I've, lear- I've
3: learned about slavery. Oh, you're up. Bla- Wait, black.
2: Wait, I'm black. Yeah. Oh, John Anthony have. is black. Ish. Ish. No, you're black, and you learned about slavery growing up.
3: Yes, I remember being taught about slavery when I was in high school. Mr. Fisher, we had to watch Roots. Really. Yeah, I I love that. We had an Afrocentric history teacher, Mr. Fisher, Mm -hmm. and he would make sure. That's how I found out about Sin Q, one of the biggest slave traders uh, in Africa. You know, I I learned that in high school. So to say that this stuff isn't being taught, no. What he doesn't want being taught is because you're white, you're the enemy, you're evil. That's what he doesn't want to be taught. Why would? Why would? Why should we subjugate our kids to that? Subject our kids to that? Why?
2: Yeah, because part of the curriculum um, is queer theory. Right. What is the queer theory taking over the black history? We'll get into that later. I don't understand how that happened. But um, it's that, and it's CRT, and it's queer theory that they put into the curriculum for that AP black history. So, of course, he's going to reject it. They knew that when they authored the curriculum for that class. They're just poking the bear. You know, they just need a reason to be angry at somebody. And spew out lies. But the fact that NBC did this is pretty unbelievable that they let this question even be asked. I mean, Andrea Mitchell, she can ask it. But then you normally have a line producer Mm -hmm. and then a producer and then an EP and then a GM that all look at the interview, especially if you're interviewing the vice president, and every single level they let that slide.
3: Yeah, it would have been cut out to
2: promote their agenda.
3: But I call these the setup bills. I remember in Springfield, that you you would all Mike Madigan was genius at this. What's the setup? Setup bills. He'll cre- he'll create these bills that he knew would make us Republicans look bad, and so he'll put a vote on it, but it never would pass. But now they have us on record saying that we voted against something, especially property tax bills, something like that.
2: Can you remember anything besides yeah. property tax? Um, like uh,
3: the Barack Obama Presidential Library, things like that. You know the uh, reparations have reparations committees and things like that to make Republicans. Because I actually got pulled out of the reparations committee because I said I'm not voting for it. And they, said, they were pro- they what, pulled me out they, of the committee. They assumed
2: that since you're black, you would. I, w- I would vote
3: for it. it. No, I said no. I'm not voting for this. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and and I got pulled out of the committee, and somebody else got put, placed in the committee, and I'm like, I'm not voting for this. I just don't.
2: I think that they should apologize. To yeah. Americans or something. They won't. Oh of course they won't, but that's uh and then Andrea Miss- Mitchell also asked her another question. Why do people not like you? You got a little uncomfortable.
7: Why do you think
15: the president has such low popularity, favorable ratings, and you have even less favorable ratings? Ouch. Why do you think that is? I will tell you what I see when I'm out on the road. I see people thanking the president. It's not translating thanking our it. administration. I what? think that what we have to do is focus on what is actually strengthening America and the American people and American families. And when I talk with American families about what they want and what they care about, things like bringing down the cost of health care, yeah. bringing down unemployment.
2: Okay. Have you had enough? Next. Yeah. But, so nobody likes her.
15: But I thought unemployment was
3: at 3%. So, well, I mean, I thought well, people are still talking about that. Oh, come on, see? Get a life.
1: The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560 the answer.
13: Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Signature Bank.
1: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: Good Wednesday morning. Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for hey, hey. Dan Prof. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Did you see all the snow plows yes, getting in position this yeah, morning? I did. Yeah, so.
3: It was, hard to, it was hard to leave today. You know I'm a grandfather now.
2: Oh, you! congratulations. Yeah. August John. What's his name?
3: August John.
2: Oh, good. Yeah. You're going to have to show me baby pictures. I will.
3: I will. He's okay. amazing to Oh, good.
2: Oh. oh, I see the twinkle in your eyes. Yeah. Back. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good for you. All right. So yesterday in the afternoon, reporters were summoned to City Hall. Um, Mayor Lightfoot wanted to respond to accusations from Illinois State Comptroller Susana Mendoza, who, by the way, ran for mayor last time around. She was one of the 17,000 candidates (laughs) running in
3: uh, in the mayoral
2: race. So she's accusing Mayor Lightfoot of uh, failing Chicago police officers who contracted COVID while on the job and were forced to end their careers due to complications from the illness. Yeah. So, And it's personal for her because her brother, a former detective sergeant, uh, Joaquin, he was denied full-duty disability benefits by the police pension board. So this is what happened to him. Because I remember she, because uh, I, I hadn't seen her for a while during COVID, and she sat, we, we talked for a while after a press conference and you know, checked in with each other. And she said, it's really, my, Amy, my brother is not doing well. He almost died. Oh, my. He worked 17 days straight, yeah. Chicago police sergeant, um, contracted covid on the job. went Was in the hospital for 72 days. Five strokes. Oh. Both double kidney failure. Ouch. And he can't use his left arm. So he should be, they just want the same rights that um, people that who died from, co- police officers who right. died from COVID, they would just want the same rights it's as others related. who were injured, duty related. But the pension board didn't see it that way. And she blames Mayor Lightfoot. They
14: went against their own pension fund doctor's findings that the COVID Joaquin caught on the job left him unable to do his job. They didn't care. And so I do hold the mayor accountable because that's her board. I mean, those
2: trustees that voted against my brother and against um, this officer are her people. But she says, yes, she does appoint um, half of the trustees on the board. But she said she didn't even know about Susana Mendoza's brother, which is a lie because Susana Mendoza told her about it a year ago. But she said she she appoints them and they have to hold, uphold the law. In
14: my administration, we simply don't play politics with the pension code and we don't play politics with the law. It's not lost on me that this is um, a press conference in City Hall a week before uh, the
3: election. You can draw your own conclusions. Do You think the mayor is that vindictive? Though?
2: 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636, type in D.A., then a quick comment. Um. I got to side with the mayor on this one. Yeah. I think that, you know, she's a law and order type of person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But there's other officers. There's 18 officers, and one was uh, a female officer. She was in a wheelchair on oxygen. She also has long-haul COVID. Right. And, um, she, you know, she needs her full disability. So what they're giving them is half of their salary and no health care. Wait. wait. Can you believe that? No health care. So we're turning our backs on Chicago police
3: officers. But if they got injured on a the job, they would have... Right. If they have qualified. Shot, if they got they, shot, but because they got COVID, they don't qualify, mm-hmm. but they were, they were forced to do their jobs. Remember they were right. forcing them to do their job
2: and they didn't even have time, time off. Wow. 17 straight here's days this, of working. Yep. Here's this police officer.
10: We're taking away your duty
2: disability. It was, ju- it felt like it was just ripped right out of my chest. That's all I knew is my work. And Paul Vallis. Oh, I can't even say his name.
3: Oh, Ooh, wait, 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 what? Ooh, Paul that's your guy.
2: <laughs> Paul, Val- Paul Vallis. Oh. If he gets in office, gets to the fifth floor, he's going to change this system right away.
16: If it's a bureaucratic blunder, correct it. If it's by intent, shame on you. Wow. I'd
2: love to hear from police officers. 312-642-5600, Line. You can also text us at 64636, then DA. And I had to look into this. I mean, can you imagine no health care, half no. of your salary no. and no health care? No, so what they want to seek is full health care for the next five years at least, yeah. which they should be eligible for. I mean, if they got shot on the job, right, they would have that. Here's Susana Mendoza. And so she can't say with one face that
14: you support the men and women in uniform, our uh, first responders, and then do what they did to them. So let's work to fix um, what is broken, if it's broken. But the leveling of accusations on people for fouling the law um, is simply unnecessary, unfair, and false.
3: I think I got a side with Mendoza. Okay, why? Well, I, I do, because, because and I see on I, duty, mm-hmm. um, they went against the findings of their own doctors. Come on. You went against the findings of your own doctors that said that they should receive these benefits. I think I gotta go with Mendoza.
2: And her brother lives with her. Yeah, he lives in the basement. Like she, she is taking care of her. Right. She's his her sole provider, and it's expensive. I mean, she has to take him. He has to go to dialysis every day. Wow. And they took away his health care. Wow. They, and and the other just 17 admit that others. it's wrong. And so those other eighteen other their cases are pending before mm-hmm. the pension board. But that's why she called this press conference, and she says it's not political. Honestly, <clears throat> no, no, no. Wait, I have my notes here. <clears throat> because I talked to her people, she said it's not political because she is now presenting a bill in Springfield. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, uh, hold on one second. She's filed a bill in Springfield to change the law. And she says the timing had nothing to do with the election because the bill deadline was last Friday.
3: Oh. So it didn't even see a committee? No. It just yet. stayed in the rules committee? mm mm-hmm. Did you get the bill number?
2: I did not. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, bill numbers. Oh, so sexy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anytime you bring up bill numbers hb what what do you got for me 312-642-5600 let's go to frank in saint charles you're on chicago's morning answer hey good morning
9: these cops with the covid problem uh the joaquin you're talking about how many of these were the belligerent type that wouldn't get vaccinated and does that figure into it no this was no no no
2: please don't she this happened before a vaccine came out and all the 18 police right. officers who have long haul COVID the vaccines were not available for any of their cases. Right. So don't no. do that. And they were forced out on the street. And so were firefighters, yep. EMT Nurses, and even team were sick. I mean, they would be around somebody who had COVID and it didn't matter. Right. Like uh, School teachers or children would be around somebody who had COVID. We shut the program down, right. shut down football for 10 days. Right. They were around somebody with COVID go back to work. Wow. That's what Mayor Leifert did. So that's what Susana Mendoza is maintaining, is that she doesn't care about police officers. Thanks, Frank, for the phone call. Let's go to Jim on the north side. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning.
9: So very strange things happen in Chicago Police Pension Board. Right now there is a group on Facebook uh, trying to agitate for a forensic audit of just what they do and how they do it. But all they do is get stonewalled. This particular group has raised several thousand dollars to fund this audit, but they keep on getting stonewalled and getting no answers to public information requests. Very strange.
2: Hmm. All right. Thanks, Jim. Wow. Appreciate the phone call. Also, what happened yesterday, and I don't know if this is going to be a game changer or not. Anjanette Young. Remembered Anjanette Young? Yeah, I remember do you want to tell us the story of uh, it? She was
3: the, what, the, the raid. They raided her house. It was the wrong house. It was the wrong house. Yeah. And then she was, wasn't she like. like she was naked. naked. So she yeah. was in the
2: shower at the time. Yeah. And they came in, guns ablazing. you know, had all the gear on. And she was crying. And she just was begging yeah. for a blanket because she was naked and she's a yeah. law abiding citizen. And they have the body cam video. I mean, it went on for like, 20, 30 minutes before. Right. And he, you know who was there that gave her a blanket? Who that? Ella French. Really? Who later died. Oh. Yeah, because when she died, Anjanette Jeanette Young reached out to her family and said yeah. she was the only one who showed kindness and compassion. That should have been the first thing they during did. that raid. So, um, yeah, she came out and she's supporting. Guess who? Yeah, Brandon. Brandon Johnson, and here's why.
14: Brandon Johnson is someone that I believe um, believe in because he supports the things that matter to me. He supports the things that matter to the black and brown community as it relates to police accountability, policy change, mental health services in the community. He is committed to making sure that the trauma that I endured by the hands of the city of Chicago Police Department never happens to another person in the city of Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot is mistaken when she states that this current race is between her and Paul Vallis. That is not true. We need someone who is not afraid to make changes to the police department, someone who looks like me and understands the need of our community.
2: <laughs> Do you think that's going to be a game changer? I mean, because no. the Young case is one of the worst well, it's worst handled issue yeah. by Mayor Lightfoot, and she ripped people for asking questions yeah. about it, remember? And then she gave yeah. us false accounts of what happened before apologizing yeah. because then the body cam video came out. Yeah. And they settled with her, and you know, she just said that she simply forgot key details yeah. and that she
3: wasn't lying. I I could never vote for. It. I'm, that's why I'm glad I don't live in Chicago. I could never vote for. Somebody if you like
2: did live in Chicago, who would you vote for? <sighs> who would be your top two? Oh, or who do you think are? First of all, who would you vote for, and then who do
3: you think would be will be the? I'd top write two? myself in. You'd write. Yourself. I'd write myself in. I'm. am <laughs> You say that with such desperation. Yeah, I mean movies. because I mean, Amy, I, I think when when you look at Chicagoans. They're not serious about changing their uh, dilemma. I, I don't. I don't. I, really I think, think so. Paul
2: Vallis and Willie Wilson yeah, are serious about changing. They're
3: probably the two closest. But yeah, I we talked about this on my show too uh, two weeks ago. Uh, it would probably. I don't know Paul, uh, maybe Willie. But I, I, I did. Paul she,
2: break your heart the other day. Yeah, he
3: really did when he sent out he that did. press release announcing he did
2: calling Ron DeSantis the governor a right wing extremist. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean. How many reopen Illinois get kids back to school rallies do we all do a f- together? A lot
3: of them. Yeah. 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 You and yeah. I both. And Paul. And Paul. Yeah. yeah. I agree. No. And 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 to to say those disparaging things about DeSantis, that's not who DeSantis is. He's not a racist. You know, I, when you start going towards that, I mean you 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 you're putting yourself back to the left. And, I, and and I just didn't agree with it. And the same group that endorsed him
1: is Chicago's Morning Answer. Your
9: show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9 in the morning than you guys. On AM
1: 560, The Answer.
2: All right, we're staying on the mayoral race. Uh, Let's go to Frank real quick from Arlington Heights. He's the teacher back at school. Hi, Frank. How are you?
17: Hey, good morning. How are you?
2: Good. Thanks for calling in.
17: Well, I do read a lot of books on U.S. politicians, and um, I heard... That last clip from that voter who talked about how she believed in Brandon Johnson and blah, 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 blah. It's really amazing. After all the lies were told by all these politicians that anybody can actually believe in any of these politicians. I mean, they're just opportunists. It's really just disheartening. I don't think it matters at all, really, who wins the mayoral race. Is Chicago going to get any better? Nope. Well,
2: I think I it will know. be with Paul Vallis. I mean, Frank, if you lived in Chicago, who would you vote for?
17: Um, I don't know. I really don't. If I, I, hey, people I, are that I, disinterested? I, I Come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, Richard Pryor and Brewster's Millions, I mean, he said, you know, when he ran in that mayoral race, I can't say his comment on right. on the no, radio, but, you do. know, you know what I'm talking about. And, yes. uh, you know, that's kind of the way I think about it. All so, right. you know, I, I wouldn't vote for any of them. I'd probably not even vote. I mean, it sounds horrible. I mean, I don't know. I would vote. Is there is there a Republican nope. candidate?
2: Nope. No, but so, I mean, the closest I mean, I thing might be Paul Vallis. Well, he's it for school choice and same with Willie Wilson. They want that's what choice. I do love
17: about Paul. Vallis. Yeah.
2: School choice. And I mean, that I, he is going to you know, beef up the police department. I, yeah.
17: There's no there's no, you know, Republican. I mean, there used to be back when I was a kid, there was yeah. you know, Harold Washington ran against Epton and there was a Republican, you know, right. so there was a Republican there. Now you have basically the, the race is now right. February 28th. So that's really when I'd have to vote. So I'd, I'd do what you would do, John Anthony. I'd write myself in and write somebody in. That's what I would do. I don't right. know if I'd vote for any of these guys. But right. Valis really exposed himself with that DeSantis comment. He really did.
2: I know. So. I, I'm still recovering. Yeah. It's like a family member that embarrasses the family. Yeah. But you, you still love yeah. them. But <laughs>
17: you, you, know just, how... you
2: need
3: some time away <laughs> to process the pain. <laughs> you know how much I'm interested in Chicago race? How I haven't talked about it on my show.
2: You haven't even talked about it?
3: You know, uh, what it happens
2: in Chicago bleeds that's, into the suburbs eventually.
3: That's what Chicago believes. I don't. Okay. I don't. I, I, you know, I mean, what's happening in, in the world away from Chicago, there's a lot of great, interesting things happening. Chicago's not, when, when most Chicagoans get ready for change, they'll, they'll get a person that'll actually change Chicago. They're not ready for it yet as a whole. Because, because, because I'm know, a the Chicagoan. I'm I'm ready for it. But the culture has taken over Chicago politics. That's why you got the engine that's coming out and supporting a Brandon. That's why you got, you know, J. Maul Green. I do like how he speaks. I do like J. Maul Green. I, and at I least do. he has the
2: courage to come yes. on the show. Because yes. Chewy, yes. he's not coming on the show. Mayor Lightfoot, right. she's not coming on the show. Right. And she used to come on. When she ran before, I would call her on her cell. And really? she would come on all the time. She was on our show a lot. Mm. And then during the runoff, too, she, came, she called in. Not a lot, but, I mean, three or four times, but at least she would come on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Roderick Sawyer came on the show. We're trying to get Sophia King, but it's just yeah, slim pagans And Brandon Johnson's people. <laughs> they don't oh, want boy. to come Oof. on. They're afraid. They came on. All right, so yesterday we had Willie Wilson, and because he was on the show. He's Willie Wilson, brave enough to come on the show. And he finally told the story about how his son was murdered, because you see the commercials. Mm-hmm. You hear him here on our mm-hmm. station. He said, I know about gun violence. My son was murdered. Yeah. And he explained a little bit further what happened that day.
12: Well, he was murdered. They came into the house and uh, and with my other uh, three kids. And it was a drug kind of a thing. And they shot him right behind the ear and killed him and ran upstairs to try to kill my other three uh, kids as well. Oh. And one of them thought that they, my other son had a gun and did not have it. And they came out until he ran. And uh, that's the way it happened, that way. And um, nobody should uh, have to even live and go through such things as um, crime, especially losing a a, a Mm. daughter or a son. So all four of my kids almost got killed.
2: Mm. Oh, my God. Were you home at the time?
12: No, 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 I was not home. Um, uh, I I, I got a call because, uh, you know, we, we had a call, and I knew the phone was ringing also different than everything else so we were able to get over there and uh you know um police was there and uh, they, you know they couldn't move the body and it was on the floor. It must stayed there for about 5 or 6 hours and and so it was it is it, it, something that nobody ever want to go through
2: Mm-mm. and he you know and then I asked him what year it happened and he he didn't even he goes I don't yeah. even know yeah cuz it was all blurred and he wants to blur it out right
3: I don't believe in gun violence. Gun violence does not exist. An inanimate object cannot kill. I, I, I lost my brother. My brother was shot and killed in Lansing. Uh, you know who killed him? Who? An evil thug. Nothing. That's who killed my brother. These gun people continue to use this term gun violence. No, it's it's gangs. It's idiots out there who, who have no clue about guns. And, it, and it's these politicians and media that's pushing this narrative.
2: What happened? What was the circumstances surrounding your brother's um, murder?
3: He, well, I'm, we're still trying to figure that out. Oh, They caught him. They caught him. They, him. they finally caught him. There's, there was a trial. What was he on. shot in his car? Was he, yeah, he MS was driving away? away. Yeah. It was a robbery, robbery, from what I understand for now. It was a botched robbery. They shot him. Um, he got shot in the back. Went through the bullet. Bullet went through the trunk, hit him in the back oh and killed God. him. I'm so sorry. How Instantly. long ago was that? Um, November of uh, 2018, I believe. Okay. But yeah.
2: they did catch the guy?
3: They finally caught him. Yeah, mean, was... Did you go to the court hearing? Did you just uh, want no. to? I, I, I can't... No, I I couldn't. Actually, I, I would want to, want
2: it. to see it no. because you, you would no. attack him. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. What was his
3: name? Who, what... my brother? Yeah. Terrence. Terrence Welch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. So I lost my brother and my son. So that's in a span of two years. Oh, my God. Yeah. A year, actually. Two years. Yeah, two years.
1: The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560, The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka, today at 3, right before Sean Thompson at 4, on AM 560, The Answer.
2: All right, good Wednesday morning. Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony, and for Dan Proft. Thanks for having me. And who are you having on your show this Saturday?
3: Um, or actually, do you pl-
2: do you plan on Thursday for the <laughs> Saturday show? Well, I plan today. Okay,
3: today's I'll, I'll be planning it out. Uh, I'm looking to get Jack Brewer. I don't know if you know who Jack Brewer is, former NFL um, player. Mm. Um, he's now helping, going throughout America, helping. He's, he's based out of Arizona, uh, helping communities. You know, um, get out of victimhood, basically. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, good. So he's one, and a um, couple of candidates for school board that I'll be having on the show. But any
2: any mayoral candidates? No, I'm not. Uh, Uh, I'm I'm also, I'm
3: actually, I'm actually right now, I've been for a couple of weeks, I've been studying this whole extreme, Republicans are extreme. I want to, I want to, I want to take about three weeks of just laying out what, what actually is, what does extreme mean when you, when they call us extreme? What
2: about right wing extremists? Is
3: it extreme that a lot of these parents want to protect their kids? Uh, How is that extreme? And when you look at what the left is actually doing, that's actually extreme.
2: Well, you're going to want to stick around for the eight o'clock hour because we're going to have Erin Friday on. She's a California mom. Attorney and leader of the parent advocacy group, our duty, and she explains what it took to rescue her daughter from transgenderism wow. because they were doing things to her daughter in school that she did not know about. So oh that's at eight hundred eight. Uh, now let's go to the phone lines while we're waiting for Selena Zito, uh, in Norwood Park. You're on Chicago's okay. Morning Answer. Good morning.
11: Morning. Um, I don't know if you've seen NPR put out a survey, a questionnaire, and. uh, Paul Valis, who I was really rooting for in the first place before he started trying to distance himself from conservatives and uh, Republicans as a whole, um, he was asked about uh, Chicago funding, uh, Chicago taxpayers funding more abortion. And he was he already supported something like 500000 uh, $500, dollars for it, and was open to expanding that. Uh, I just, uh, I, outside of, I mean, outside of that, he, you know, outside the last month or two, I, uh, he was, he was definitely my front runner, but I, I just can't, just can't support him anymore. I think uh, Willie, Willie, pretty much was. Uh, checking all the boxes, and I think he's got to be, at least as far as I'm concerned, the uh, uh, my my pick now. Oh wow!
2: All right. I know. I, I tried to. I. I obviously a dro- I think it's. I don't know if I should even say who his campaign, the people who are behind the screen, you know, yeah. the Wizard yeah. of Oz for <laughs> each candidate, uh, told him to do that.
3: You think they did?
2: I heard from an inside source. Oh. That they suggested that he get out in front of the DeSantis visit and say what he said. Because oh. when I read that press release, I was like, no, 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 that's, that's not Paul. Yeah. Right. He's not a, you know, a name sling. You know, he's not. Yeah, that, you're he, right. That's he's not, not that guy. That's not who Paul he's fr- is. He's too friendly. Yeah. You know, he's a nerdy budget guy, but I believe that he'll help, you know, stave off any more property tax increases yeah. that we're going to have. And I know that he'll bring crime down because right. he's going to add more officers and he knows it because... His sons are both his son. One son's a San Antonio police officer mm-hmm. and his other son's a firefighter here in Chicago. Yeah.
3: You don't always have to respond, though, just because people right. are forcing you to respond.
2: Well, Willie Wilson, though, too. Yeah. He 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 responded with a press release saying that um, that uh, Vallis should denounce the F.O.P. Yeah. Lodge seven yeah. endorsement. Yeah. And yeah. I said, OK, Willie would if that happened, if they endorsed you, would you. Yeah reject their endorsement and he said yeah yeah i would I'm
3: like, mm. but at the same time he also said he'd never come against the police
2: yeah <laughs> 312-642-5600 is our turnkey.pro answer line you can always text us at 64636 type in da then a quick comment john in lincolnwood you're on chicago's morning answer hey john oh, hey.
8: hi hey good morning uh i just want you know amy and uh, john very nice
18: to meet you as well
8: look I keep hearing about this, Paul Vallis, and, I, and I, I called last week and I said that the whole thing about the gun thing, and now he shoots himself again by saying, you know, I don't, you know, right wing extreme. I mean, what is he doing 101? How to try to lose an election? I mean, he's just awful. I mean, what, what, is, he, what is he doing? And then the, why couldn't he just say, if they asked him, what do you think of Ron DeSantis coming here? He, he should have said, that's great. We're a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary state. Everybody's welcome here. I mean, say something and put it back on them. That's true. Why Why does he have to give these left-wing answers? I, I hate politicians that do this.
4: And That's I fact. think
8: Willie would But I think Willie would be your best choice. I don't agree with everything that he's doing, but at least he's a businessman. And I think the only way you're going to clean up Chicago is to have a business, a man or woman, or just have them in there and clean up. Get these long-term people out, you know, that's all I'm saying. I I mean, I I don't know how you keep defending him. I'm like, I know he's your friend in the schools, but you don't think Willie would keep the schools open? You don't
2: think Willie would do all this? No, Willie would have school choice and Willie would close low-performing schools that have zero attendance. I mean, close to zero attendance. A lot of these schools are open and nobody in there.
8: I would love for you guys to have Paul uh, on again. I know it's getting late, but... I'd love for him to just defend what he said. I'm like, how could you possibly say this? I mean, with, so when he, if he's mayor, he's not going to allow all these other uh, governors or whoever to come in? He's just as bad as, all the, as
2: everyone that's doing you now. I texted him, freedom of, freedom of movement. <laughs> Anybody can, thanks, John, for the phone call because he, he denounce his visit. Just stay out of it.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have, I wouldn't make that type of comment I, I, at all. But I, mean, I still
2: have to support him. Yeah, he's like the family member that embarrassed the family. So, uh, Ron on the South Side, you are on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning.
19: Good morning, uh, Amy. Yes, I, I think one thing I'll probably be glad with this election so I don't have to listen to you keep defending this guy. I I, I mean he is, and I will continue to say it. He is nothing but a political hack. But here's the thing, Amy. So, I guess if he did get elected, you keep saying that he's going to he's going to hire more police. What is he's going to have? I guess his personal uh job fair or his no, no. personal he, recruiting
2: we, <laughs> Run, run. Stay on the line. I'm going to play okay. for you. This is Paul Vallis's plan to hire more police officers. Now listen, don't say anything until He's done talking. Okay. 48 seconds of your life you're going to love it.
16: Well, first of all, how do you improve the numbers? Two things. First of all, you recruit on military bases. I'm not suggesting the city is not doing that, but obviously that you get real diversity when you recruit directly from the military. Second, you take all the RLTC programs in the military high school, seven of which I opened in Chicago. 10,000 kids are in RLTC, 86% are black. And la- or Latino, and 46% are women, and you create a pipeline. I'm actually opening my 12th military and first responder academy, actually in Little Rock. It's a not-for-profit. And eight, 800 kids, they're all connected with police, fire, EMT, EMS. You can literally create a pipeline so that the next generation, the next generation of not only police officers but firefighters, EMTs, avionics, uh, nursing, can actually come from the community. So this provides a potential to pipeline.
2: Okay, Ron. That's a plan going to these high schools that he created with ROTC programs. Ten thousand students are there and convince them or encourage them to join the police department. What do you think? Do you like the idea? Because I do.
19: You know what? OK, I like the idea. I know that that would be a process. So, Amy, I give you credit for this, one, but <laughs> he's, he's still a political hat. Ron, who are you <laughs> yeah. going
2: to vote for? Who are you casting your vote for?
19: Uh-oh. You know what? Well, I, think I, have to go. Hey, I think I'm about to go with yeah, Willie. This is a terrible situation. We <laughs> I, I totally agree with <laughs> yeah. Okay. You all
3: have a wonderful day, Love the show. I, I totally Thanks, agree with Ron. Rod. Rod. Rod is calling today. I totally agree with him.
2: I, I, nobody wants to vote for Vallis anymore. Gee, I wonder why.
1: Yeah. You're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer. With Dan Proff and Amy Jacobson on AM five sixty, the answer.
2: I love you, John. I can't Anthony. believe what
3: Don Lemon got in trouble for. Well, it was an opinion.
2: It was an opinion, yeah. Well, Whoopi Goldberg pulled a Don Lemon yesterday. Yeah. Ready for this? Yeah.
7: It's time for a new generation of leadership. You're not a new generation, you're 51. What are you talking
14: about?
7: DC, that's a new generation. Well, Congress but, it's, but cool. it's not
14: a new generation. She may be, she may be younger than most of those people, but her, her rhetoric is the same. She's saying yeah. the same BS. Same and together. I love the young kid, but you know what? The only way you're going to get younger people to run, dude, is if you're out there talking to people and saying, "Run!" Don't sit here and say we need it to look like us. We know that. We know that. But we're not going to vote for people who don't have our best interests at
2: heart. Yeah. Okay?
3: Yeah. Whoopi has every right to say what she said. She, I'm sorry. this well, shutting down f-
2: people. <laughs> the f- it's offensive, but I'll get over it. Gosh. No, no we live in, a, in America now where nobody has a right to say something if the left doesn't agree
3: with I, it. I suppose, uh, on, only the left has the right to say whatever the heck they want to say. You say anything that that, that that they disagree with, yeah, you get canceled, You get docs. You get you got to go to formal training they like try, Don Lemon.
2: They try to fire
3: you. Yeah, if they try to fire you, yeah. I, I have a side yeah. job where I've been...
2: They've gone after me. The left has gone after me twice. I've won both cases. But still, it's they have time and energy to try to tear people down. I'm
3: so sick of it. To take this. their
2: livelihoods away. Yeah. So anyway, um, Don Lemon, in case you care, because Dan hates talking about Don Lemon. But he's back on the air this morning. But oh. he's had to take some sensitivity training. Which, I know, have you ever been in sensitivity training? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, As a cop,
3: you have to take yeah. stuff like that. So
2: yeah. when, when we were Channel 5. We had... um Hours. You start at 9 in the morning. You're done at Mm 6. But I loved it. I had Warner Saunders was in charge of the sensitivity training. I had Anita Padilla in my class, Joel Cheatwood, Prince Al-Hair. And we talked about, you know, and Anita's Hispanic. I love Anita. Oh, I love Anita. I need a Padilla. That's what I always (laughs) call her. I need you. I need a Padilla in my life. Um, And Prince Al-Hair, he's black. And he went on, you know, why he was called a prince because his mom. Why did you say really? He's black? Why did you say that?
4: That's, that's
2: you he said, mean. you know, because we always talked about how we got our names. Yeah. So that's how we started out yeah. and, you know, what um, challenges we faced. You know, Anita, I, I'm not, i not you know, but she grew up in Waukegan. So she, you know, the challenges that she faced, I'm not going to reveal any stories. We each told our own. Well, I mean, it's personal. Yeah. But Prince Al, he said when he was born, his mom held him in his arms and said, he's a prince. <laughs> 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 so that's prince Is he ugly looking? No, he's oh. gorgeous. I don't I love, know. You've never met Prince Al here? No. He was in charge of BET. No, you know how people. He's great. People. <laughs> what are you talking? Do you want to hear a really bad story? Yeah. So, my sister was born in Peoria.
4: Uh-huh.
2: And, you know, in the, I don't know if I have time to say this, but I'll do this real quick. And, uh, you know, how the babies are in the nursery and people are outside the glass looking and they're in alphabetical order. My sister's name was Virginia. And next to her was a baby named Placenta. Oh, my. Because this woman.
3: Got to be black. <laughs>
2: Okay, fine. God, why does race have to come into this? So what happened is when she gave birth, she heard the doctor say, well, we need to take the placenta, take care of the placenta. And she heard placenta. She's like, placenta. I'm going to name my baby placenta. I kid you not. This is a real story. This happened in the 60s, early 60s in Peoria. So what race was it? Oh, stop it! <laughs> was she but, black? The, but the nurses were all in a scuttlebutt, like, "Oh my God, we have to get her to change the name. She can't. She got. She needs to know what a placenta is." So they were going to go in and try to convince her yeah. to change the baby's name on the birth certificate from placenta to something what normal. Race she,
4: what race was she? Black?
2: Yeah, she was. She wasn't Swedish. Okay. She, <laughs> uh, she but was, but black was people
3: come up with black. these names. That's what I'm. That's that's the point. They come up with these names from out of left field, like, "Oh my God, Nieva." Uh, Heaven spelled. That's a beautiful backwards. name. What Heaven spell? I mean, come on. Oh, it's Mercedes. 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 I want no, a Mercedes. No. no, yeah, no. All right. No. We're going to leave. <laughs> we may have to go to sensitivity training.
1: The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's morning answer on AM 560. The answer. <laughs> This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: We are going to get serious here, okay? but since we mentioned how a baby was named Placenta mm-hmm. in the same hospital where my sister was born back in the 60s, we've gotten so many text messages. One, uh, our friend Patrick Cotter has said his mom arrested a guy named No Smoking. No, s- no smoking. King. So no smoking.
3: Oh gosh, these people, help me. And
2: uh, Quinn used to know a girl named Remy Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And wait, and 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 uh, Mike
2: Scott. Oh yeah, Mike, basketball player. Basketball player. Mike, come on in here. Yeah,
6: please join What's us. What's the in
2: basketball this. player's name?
6: Uh, uh Corvissier. Corv- Corvissier. Corvissier. <laughs> Corvissier. Corvissier. Same spelling. You know, but there's so there are lists and list and lists yeah. of of some would call cool, some would call weird. Names in college basketball.
2: Well, I know uh, a guy at Colorado State. So my friend from high school yeah. played at Colorado State. Or no, University of Colorado Boulder, uh, Bill Markham. And his his teammate, his last name was Guest. So he changed his name to House. So his name is oh House Guest. Jeez. <laughs> I,
6: there's there's a Montana State player named Koala. Uh-huh. There's Bear, a, Koala Bear. <laughs> koala Bad Bear. Oh, really? The name. Wow. Bear is the real last name. Um, koi, as in koi fish. Uh, ocean mm-hmm. at California Baptist. Um, plenty of entertainer names. Uh, uh, plenty of entertain names. Colors: teal, uh, <laughs> lavender, which is not a horrible name. Cyan. See, mm-hmm. C- spelled correctly. C y a yeah. n. Um, uh, crystal. Tierra. Yeah, that's not bad, uh, but it, it's Tierra Dark. So oh. Ooh. um, lots of Queens yeah, yeah. playing in women's college basketball. Um, lots of uh, lots of Queens, yeah. um, especially for Baylor, Marquette, a few other places. Yeah, yeah there's lots of cool names yeah. floating out there yeah. on the interwebs. Creative, though. It's creative. It's creative. yeah.
2: Angel Ramsbottom was somebody that I knew. <laughs> it's a horrible name. Just Ramsbottom. Oh, all right, thank you very much, Mike. All right, now we have to get serious. Yeah, okay. Let's be We try okay. to have fun and bring levity to the program when we can, but uh the numbers are in, folks, from the CDC, the 2021 suicide rates, mm. and uh they're not looking good. They're up between 5 to 6% from what they used to be, and of course, you know, I'm COVID lockdown person believing that that's the reason for all of the mental health issues Mm -hmm. that kids have right Mm -hmm. now, 37% of high school girls have thought about or have tried to commit suicide. 14% of high school boys have thought about or have tried to commit suicide. So with more on that, we welcome to the program, Cara Levinson. She's chair and executive board of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the Illinois chapter. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. morning. Very well, thanks. So can you break down these these numbers and just, you know, tell us what's going on? Uh, Yeah, so
20: unfortunately, we had been looking, uh, well, at the time it was fortunate, there were two years of decline in the national suicide rates, significant decline. Um, And unfortunately, from 2020, which was the second year of a decline, where we had 45,979 suicides, it rose, um, for, uh, it's a 4% increase in 2021 to 48,183. And of course, that's a statistically significant increase. The, um, some of the interesting or and sad facts were there's, a significant increase among blacks, particularly black youth. Um, there were increases, the, the highest rates, and historically they're always the highest rates, were among non-Hispanic American Indians or Alaskan Native people. And from 2018 to 2021, it jumped 26% among that population. And uh, the only group that really experienced a decrease was among non-Hispanic whites. Um, But uh, that's hardly something to take joy in because the numbers across the board are pretty um, disappointing, I guess I would say. Not unexpected, but surely disappointing. And it only goes to show that, you know, how important mental health is uh, as a public health issue and we need to be addressing
2: it more than ever well how do you think pub, uh, covid lockdowns and locking kids out of government schools and canceling their sports canceling prom and homecoming and all that how do you think that affected the suicide rate it's difficult to point to any one um factor
20: uh for sure and this is true whether you're you know, a 60-year-old farmer or a, you know, tween who's going to uh, high school, uh, the, when you're in isolation, uh, that is a increases your risk factors for um, all kinds of, you know, mental disturbances. Uh, whether that results in suicide, of course, is uh, dependent on a whole host
14: of things. Suicide is a
3: pretty complex public health issue. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you this. It's not complicated for me. Um, I lost my son in November of 2021. He was 18 years old, a suicide. And um, when I saw... i very point, sorry for your loss. Thank you. And Amy, I want to thank you for calling me to say, is, is it okay that we talk about this subject yeah, today? Yeah, I... I... Um, I love talking about it. Everywhere I go, I talk about it because you just never know who you're saving. Uh, everywhere I go, I, I, afterwards I get people come up to me. My kids, my kids are suffering. I don't know what to do. My kids are their behavior is out of control. I don't know what to do. Would you be willing to come and talk to my child? Um, and I, and, and anytime I do it, I, I, I have no problem doing it. But I saw the twinkle in his eye go out when COVID happened. He wasn't able to go out to hang out with his friends. My son was a basketball player. He wasn't able to go out and play basketball. Right. I mean, they shut down all the they parks shut down. too. Everything. They took the rims down. Yeah. well, not down, not where I'm at. They didn't. Oh.
2: They still in my on. world. They yeah. put a police tape and like, yeah. Yeah. like the sirens blared if you went in the park. Yeah, but so he's taking. Chicago. Yeah, so but you you believe COVID factors and the mitigations?
3: It was a huge factor. Had a, it was it was a huge factor because you saw, I uh, I've been watching videos of him pre COVID and the post COVID. He picked up a lot of weight. Um, he started drinking, and then prior to that. None of that. He was a joyful, I mean, everybody that loved him, that knew him, said that he was the life of the party. He talked so many people out of committed suicide. So many of his friends. You remember at his funeral, when I posed the question to all the young people, almost every young person. Oh, yeah, here? you
2: asked. So, uh, Miss Levinson, his son's funeral, which was, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I just, it felt heavenly and godly. You asked the question in the crowd, and it, there was a crowd. It was a, How many of you thought about suicide? or have tried to commit suicide, and right. so many people... Even adults. Even adults raising, were raising, their, raising their, hands. their hands. Yeah.
3: So what yeah. Do, where do well, we go
2: from here? What do we do?
20: Well, I think we, we have a lot of evidence-based research um, that has been translated into practical and uh, treatments and paths for people who are struggling with mental illness. We know that more than 90% of people who take their lives have a mental disorder at the time of their death. So the first thing to do, of course, is to treat the mental illness. Um, But there are a lot of folks, you know, my daughter died when she was 18. and It certainly was not in connection with any uh, pandemic. She had suffered from depression for four years. Um, She was being treated. um, But this was 16 years ago. And Mm -hmm. I do think that possibly some of the treatments that have been developed since then um, might have been effective with her. We'll never know.
3: What are you doing to help parents? Cause I, I'm going to tell you, this has been probably the toughest thing I've ever been through in my life. Some days I just don't want to sure. face the world. Um, and yeah. being on I radio, so. being on radio has been so cathartic for me. It helps me, um, um, it helps me deal with, not having to ever see my son again. Um, there, there are so many parents, especially in, in Illinois. Um, I, what are you doing? What are the resources for these parents to go out and, and, and say, I need help or my kid needs help? Because I'm not going to lie. I, I've, I've been searching. I you can't find a lot of things that help parents. I'm a part of a lot of suicide groups on Facebook now. Mm-hmm. It has changed me in ways I never thought imaginable. How do we help these parents mm-hmm. who are right now suffering? Who are listening to this radio show and they're saying, if I don't do something, my kid's mm-hmm. going to do it. My kid's going to attempt suicide.
20: Yeah. Well, you know, you make raise a really good point and, and there are definitely, uh, there's help out there for parents. And I would certainly say that any parent who has a child who is in treatment should get treatment for themselves a separate treatment to learn how to evaluate what's being done with their child because not every mental health professional is the right person for
3: your child. Yes, we know this. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. But it
2: costs money. Um, I mean, seeing a therapist or a counselor or a psychiatrist, a, it's, it's, no, costly. there are
20: neighborhoods where it, it, sure. The the ones who charge $350 an hour uh, are prohibitively expensive, but there are many free clinics or uh, scale, you know, clinics based on a sliding scale for pay. And um, frankly, it's more important to spend your money, in my mind, on, you know, getting mental health care than some other choices that people make. So, you know, um, and it's not just for, you know, people I think, and this is a, a an issue I had is, Uh, People think that it's going to be the person who's the most distressed or distressing. And that's just not true. There are many people who are what I would call high functioning uh, depressives, very high functioning. They carry on and people then when when they take their lives, people say, oh, man, he was the last person I would have expected. And that's because they have in their mind that somebody who would take their life is somebody who. Can't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And the fact is, if you can't get out of bed, then you probably cannot, you're not at high risk for suicide because you simply don't have the energy. Well, I'll
3: tell you through. this. I'll tell you this a story that I've never really told before. Um, 2016, I actually, um, try not to get emotional. Okay. Um, 2016, I had one of the lowest points in my life when I got fired from the Department of Corrections. And um, it was Christmas Eve. I went and grabbed my gun out of my car came in and looked at my wife told her i loved her and i pulled the trigger if it was a brand new gun that i won it was a kimber too if it was my glock i wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now but because it was my kimber um it had a secondary safety and my wife begged me not to shoot and kill myself the hardest part of all this is it's the same gun that my son shot and killed himself And that's what I've been living with.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
20: I am very very sorry for your experience. Sorry for your pain. Sorry for your son's pain. But the fact is that more than fifty percent of suicides are by firearm. It is the most lethal method there is. And um, you know, it's only by luck that you did not die. Yeah. And this points to we, we know there are studies out there that the mere presence, the mere presence of a firearm in the home increases the possibility of suicide by sevenfold. Yeah. So it's really important that we learn how to, you know, we do safe storage of if you have a firearm, store it safely. You know, if, if people are being treated for mental health issues, health professionals need to talk to them about lethal means. Yeah. Um, we need to implement voluntary removal initiatives, you know, community storage options. And, um, you know, there are other measures. This is not having anything to do with the Second Amendment. This is simply that if you're going to be a responsible firearm owner,
3: and I was you responsible. To, but yeah. I, you know, I understand I, I, I taught my right. son how to protect our house and he knew how to get right. how, how to get my weapon. Right. And he's eighteen. Right. And but, he's 18 right. but
20: right, of course. And but responsible also means yeah. you know, taking care that no one can get at it yeah. when they're, you know, down. And that's not in any way to to put blame on anyone. Right. You know.
3: I you know, I really it, appreciate it is I appreciate you coming it, it on. It is
20: important to, to do to do that safe storage. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: really appreciate you coming on. And another thing that I think a lot of people don't know what to do is when they have someone they love that has that have gone through it, they don't know how to talk to people. They they you know, I've had some people tell me I need to get over it. And it's like oh, God. don't ever tell oh, somebody no. to get over it. Grow a pair of you know what and Are you like, kidding me? Yeah. Right. It's like it's like Yeah, you don't understand I just lost my son or you, I've just lost my husband or my wife or my daughter um, to suicide. I think a lot of people, what are some of the tips you would give to people of how to converse with people who have suffered one of the greatest losses you can suffer?
20: Well, in the first place, I mean, we, you and I both know that there still exists a huge stigma around the whole issue of suicide, the whole issue of mental health. And um, it, that's people believe, some people still believe that it has to do with willpower and these people were just weak. No. And now you're just continuing to be weak if you show great emotion. And of course, you're going to show great emotion. It's one of the most terrible kinds of death because for many, many people, it possibly could have been prevented. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the sticking point. And people are uncomfortable with your pain. Yes. I mean, it it doesn't, you know, it's like when people talk about cancer, there are people who are, oh, let's not talk about that. And it's because it reminds them of their own mortality and they just don't know what to say. So the best thing to say is simply, I'm so sorry for your loss, you know, I'm here for you. And call that person, let them know that you're thinking about them. And none of us is, unless you've walked in that exact person's shoes, you are just not in a position to say anything judgmental. Yeah. Um, no, they're not going to move on. And I will say that probably you lost, you know, because you chose to lose some friends hmm. and you may have lost some friends because they chose to walk away, but you will also gain friends. Yeah. You know, some of the best people I know, are people who are fellow suicide loss survivors. I concur. And, um, you know, we have this terrible sisterhood, terrible brotherhood, but it it really can be very um, helpful to know that so many other people are in the exact same position that you are. And we know if there are 48,000 people who are dying, you know, every year by suicide, that there are a lot of people out there who are missing those folks yeah. terribly.
3: My faith has helped me in so many. My pastor, my pastor. Randy oh, he's Bland, great. My pastor, Randy Bland, has been so instrumental in in, in me Whew. getting Be- out of bed, becoming that champion. again. Yeah. fighting.
20: Yeah, well, you know, there are one of the many things that AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, does is run workshops for church leaders on what to do and and how to approach the whole issue of suicide. Mm -hmm. So uh, pastors and other faith leaders can be very helpful um, and some aren't necessarily. So, you know, we're there to help educate people, just as we're there to be help educate parents um, about their children before there's a suicide. Um, Unfortunately, often parents don't want to, talk about it? Is if talking about it makes it go away? Um, it's kind of like sex education, right? right? If we don't talk about it, it's not going to happen. Um, and we know that, of course, that's not true.
2: So Kara, how can we get more information? Is there a website or a phone number or anything that people you know, absolutely. have a teenager yeah, absolutely. or an adult friend who they know something's wrong and they know that they need help?
20: Yes. Well, for sure. I mean, I'm going to give you our number, but I also think you, the people should reach out uh, to NAMI, NAMI.org. That's the National Association for Mental Illness. But our number, our, our website is AFSP.org. 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 And of course, there's a lot of good information on the government website for the uh, Centers for Disease Control. Okay. CDC.gov.
2: Thank you so much, uh, Kara Levinson. She is American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the Illinois board chairperson. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you for th- thank thanks you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And, and she joined us on our Turnkey
1: Answer Line. If you're talking about it, Dan and Amy are talking about it. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.
3: Sing it. It sounds like some Chicago music. Money is gone.
2: Oh, boy, that was really bad. Well, we're having this conversation on what is the best cell phone service yeah. and cable service because I can't wait. I'm going to have the biggest party in the world. When I break up with Comcast, yeah. I mean I'm going to blight up poppers I'm gonna, because they my service goes out all the time because yeah. they're doing work. Oh, you know, sorry, yeah. there's a outage in your neighborhood. <laughs> it should be restored by three o'clock, and then three o'clock rolls around, nothing. Yeah, five o'clock rolls around, and the worst was you know the day the Queen died. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: when it went out. I love like, the
2: Queen is dead. I yeah. need to watch my television. I yeah. need to be on the internet. Yeah. So that's I love
3: AT and T's cable and internet. The phone service is not as good because like where I'm da- down at where I'm at, sometimes you lose service because I'm, I'm down in the boonies. Oh. You know, you lose service.
2: Phone doesn't ring when people call me. Uh-oh. I talked to me, my friend Lois on the south side whenever I talked to her. She's like, girl, your phone, what? You need a new phone. So then I go and I <laughs> had the $200 insurance, got a new phone. Same problem. No, boy. But every time they have service. a new number, boom. Yeah. I can't. When I, anytime anybody calls me, it, my phone never rings, even if I have the ringer on. So I, I
3: don't know what, what to do. You possess the something? What's going no. on with your phone? <laughs> I don't know.
2: All right. With more on this, let's find out what kind of cell phone service Uh-oh. he has and cable service. <laughs> Stephen Moore, what do you have? Tell us what you got. What, what do you have for your phone service and what do you have for your cable?
18: I've got a BlackBerry.
2: Oh, oh no. No, you, no,
18: you don't, <laughs> Stephen.
2: I had, you know what, though? I had my BlackBerry. Until the last day I you could have your Blackberry.
18: BlackBerry. Me, too. Me, too. I, I, They had to wrench it out of my hand, Amy, you know. <laughs> well, didn't they stop uh, service,
2: though? I, they they I, cut I us I still off. The,
18: I know. I still no miss the BlackBerry because, yeah. And you know what? I love the uh, keyboard, the little keyboard on the BlackBerry. Because, you know, I have an iPhone now. I had to succumb, and I can't type on it because it's harder. You know, they don't have little grooves for the keys, you know, so. Oh, we sound uh, so miss- old. There's <laughs> I mean- a big problem, by the way. If you That's know, what I'm laughing
19: because
18: at. They, <laughs> because <laughs> they have spell check on these things now. Oh. You know, you send out a, a message and the, the computer will put in a different word. You know, because they think you're, different. and then you read it, and you're like,
2: "Oh, that's not what I meant." I know. I, I one time say, I texted you know? to my ex husband, I said, "Russell's going to have the best chicken dinner." It said, "Russell's having chicken. Yeah. Uh, Russell's breasts is going to be served for dinner." Yeah. I'm like, No, that's not what I meant. A, We're not no, eating like, my son's breast. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's yeah. so funny. Obama had a. Obama had a BlackBerry. Obama
2: had a Blackberry. Mm-hmm. And he was the one of the old school. Oh, I love the BlackBerry. Would, but he, no, I, listen, you know what I, I
18: did? I stocked up on them. I have like a cabinet full of Blackberries. You're such case, a nerd. You know, they, Keep
2: them; they can come back. <laughs> they may
3: be worth something <laughs> at some point.
2: Are you just saying that, or is that true? No, I
18: no. I have like four of them. I told my assistant buy four of them before they completely go out. And uh, but now I had this to come. I got the BlackBerry. But the other thing I wanted to tell you, I've been uh, chopping at the bit to tell you this, uh, Amy. You know, I was in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida last week, Okay. and. Um, the um, all these people come up to me. I listen to you on the Dan and Amy show. I'm like, we're in Paul Beach. I'm well. I'm just, I'm here four months, six months of the year. But the other six months, when I'm in Chicago, you know, I listen to Dan and Amy. But I got to tell you, you're losing your people. No. They're all they're all going to Florida. They're all going to yeah, but Carolina, they listen to us on to the
4: Arizona.
2: podcast because we're you know, always they they we're they here do. and we get they phone do. calls from they Florida, Texas. Yeah. Uh, it's
18: amazing. You have an incredible audience. But they're you know, you better do something. And the other thing is. I get asked this all the time. I know you're supposed to be asking the questions, to, but I need to ask you guys No, questions. talk to us. Who 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 is going to be the next mayor of Chicago?
4: Oh boy. We
18: just okay, had
2: so Mayor Lightfoot voted early the other day, and she, after she was done voting, uh, with her wife and her daughter was there. Who, by the way, her daughter is beautiful. Her daughter's tall. Mm-hmm. She's statuesque. Because last time I saw her, she was you know a little ankle biter. But anywho, so she came outside and she made this declarative statement. It is the runoff is going to be between me. The the, the two candidates that are going to make the runoff are me and Paul Vallis.
18: Yay. 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 But since
2: then, Anjanette Young, who was a victim of a botched raid uh, last year, uh, she has come out and supported Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson, I think is the sleeper cell here. I think that he is going to come back because he is supportive of the SEIU and the CTU. And you know how I feel about the CTU, but he's got their support and they vote. They are. They will vote. They would even miss school to vote or you know be late to their like jobs. He's the worst candidate. He is because he wants to tax anyone in Chicago who makes a hundred thousand dollars or more. They're going to be taxed three percent more oh because my God. he that thinks would
18: that be, that's that would, seriously. I want to make sure your listeners understand this. I'm your chief economist, all right? <laughs> okay, that help us would out. be a, that would be catastrophic for the city. There are about eight cities in the country that have these wage um, income taxes. Cities and every one of them like detroit uh, memphis is incomplete people move out so if you want to you want to get a free one way freeway out of chicago that's the way you do it so you will you, 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 this will be the final nail in the coffin of what america's greatest cities if you impose an income a, a city income tax on top of all the other taxes you pay yep.
2: in illinois you you serious well people should look at you know we were talking about cable and internet service look at your cable bill Forty dollars yep. a month goes to taxes. What if you live in the city? What? We have extra taxes. Well, Five dollars of my cell phone bill goes to the nine one one center yeah, every would, month. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I mean, just you got to take a look at your bill because I you know, always nope. call your cable company. I always say, "How do I? How can I lower my bill?" Yeah. And she she even say she goes, "How do you lower your yeah. bill?" You move to Indiana, she said. Do you know how many people that I've talked to move to Indiana? They're, yeah. it's sixty bucks in Chicago. It's fifteen oh, in Indiana. Goodness. Just oh, if God, you move across goodness. the border, a month. I mean, that's a big difference. That's that kind of stuff adds up. But yeah, even well, Mayor Lightfoot be, said that if Brandon Johnson's uh, elected and I've even said too, if Brandon Johnson wins, I have to move out of the city. no
18: I've never heard of Brandon Johnson. Is he black, white, Hispanic. He's white, a black
2: uh, male. Um, there's nine okay. candidates. And I believe what? Seven. No, seven are black. Yeah. And then we have Chewy yeah. Garcia. So he's do, you really wanna, do you really
18: want to do you really want to turn over control of the city to the teachers unions? Are you nuts? Oh, my no. God. But people are nuts. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The 30, teachers union is the problem in the city. That's well, why you have, I mean, you know, I looked up, remember when we talked last week uh, and I was talking about the schools in Baltimore and I think it was you, you know, you or Dan said, well, we got this problem in Chicago where there's 50 schools that that where none of the kids are even reading or um, doing math at proficiency level. Which, 60. You know, you'd think, you'd think you'd shut those schools down. I mean, if they're failing, why keep them open? But um, the, why are the schools so bad in Chicago? The teachers' unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you need education freedom in Chicago. Is I hope that, the what's his name, Vallis? He yes. wants more school choice, right?
2: Yes. yes, he's for school choice, and I'm i yeah. a Vallis supporter, believe it or not. Even though we had a little bump in the road, Stephen, I don't know if you heard yeah. about it. Because Governor DeSantis came to visit, and Paul Vallis put out oh. a press release denouncing him, calling him a right-wing what? extremist. Yep. Really? Really? Oh, no. I died a little inside when I read what that.
4: You know? No, no, no. I, I gotta,
18: That's really bad. I mean, you know, because Florida has school choice and it's working great. And people, the biggest beneficiaries of the school choice are the uh, black children and the Hispanic children. So why wouldn't you want parents to be able to decide where they can send their kids to school? It doesn't even make any sense. Why would anybody be against that?
2: Well, back to Brandon Johnson, 34 uh, percent of Chicago public school teachers, make a hundred thousand dollars or more uh, so I don't know whether and also for worst,
18: too for the worst schools in the country you're paying a hundred thousand dollars per teacher that that is uh, what are you gonna do you know fix the schools by paying hundred fifty thousand dollars no I don't think so you got to get rid of bad teachers not pay them more
2: oh it's really hard to get rid of a bad teacher trust me I know because um, I've been a part of the system for 14 years now but listen to this so the teachers union the CTU gave Brandon Johnson $1 million in borrowing dues money against future contributions.
18: Yeah. Are you serious? Uh-huh.
2: So I always, oh when I see God. my teacher friends, like, how do you like that? You know, because these dues are pretty oh serious. Like your dues went straight oh. to his campaign and they claim that they're going to pay it back with future dues. Yeah. They're not. Unbelievable.
18: It's, By the way, I want to make clear to your listeners, I'm not against teaching. I mean, I'm not against paying great teachers $100,000. If you've got a there. great teacher, you know, $100,000, yeah, pay them 100. What I'm against is paying $80,000 or anything to a teacher that stinks. They, they don't belong in a classroom. You got to have some kind of, uh, you know, merit-based pay where the good teachers get paid more and the bad teachers find another job. And you're not doing that in Chicago. So I'm not anti-teacher. I'm just Against bad teachers in Philadelphia, I don't know what the number is for Chicago. In Philadelphia, the average SAT um, uh, SAT score Mm -hmm. for a Philadelphia teacher is
2: 800. That means that even the teachers can't read or write. How are they going to teach it? I mean, it's it's absurd. Well, they wouldn't even dare to take that test here in Chicago. (laughs) I wouldn't want to take that test with the average SAT. So quickly. We have a financial question for you because household debt reached the highest level since yep. 2008. Oh boy. Yep.
18: yep. Well, that's a big. You know why that's happening? Uh, you, you know why? Why? Inflation. No, I know. I people know can't pay their bills. I mean, inflation's risen eight percent over the last 14 months or so, and and wages are up about five percent. So people are falling further and further behind every month. Biden is making Americans poor. No, everything isn't hockey dory in America. And so how are people paying their bills? They are uh, they are ringing up their credit card debt. And, you know, I think it was you were telling me last week, Amy, what did you say you were paying for, like, Wheaties and uh, the grocery bills?
2: Uh, $9.49. <laughs> for what? For cereal. Oh, no way. Yes, in the city. Oh, my yes. God. No. And then I went to the suburbs to the jewels out here. And it was just the same. It was the same. I got no benefit from sitting, you know, shopping in the suburbs as the city.
3: Unbelievable. I remember
18: when a box of Wheaties was like $1.99. I remember
3: when (laughs) eggs were $0.99. I remember when eggs were 99 Not why So I just bought a a 12-pack of those bad
2: boy eggs. Four ninety five yes. wow. was the cheapest I could find.
3: <laughs> Six dollars and something. Was
2: where well, was. you
18: believe now me. you know why. You, now you know why people are doing their grocery shopping at the dollar store because
2: they can't afford oh, the grocery
18: Stephen, store. Stephen, you know I'm. I a, go there. I,
2: I go there all the time. Once a week, I go to the dollar store. I yeah. get cat food there. I get cleaning supplies. Wow. as the best place. Paper plates, napkins, and it's not a dollar, Steve. It's a yeah. dollar twenty five, but it's still called the dollar store. Yeah. So it's fake yeah, right. news. Exactly.
18: Now the now the two dollar <laughs> store. Yeah. Now, okay, I know we're running out of time, so I got to remind yes, everyone. Yes, please. You know, since we're talking about food,
2: yes. What is today?
18: What is oh, today? Lent. Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. What are, are you giving... giving up? What are you? Okay, what are you guys giving up for Lent this year?
2: That should be a talk topic. Yeah, we didn't.
18: Have
3: we should have. A um, I'm giving up um, meat. I'm on. giving up meat except fish. You're giving up meat, meat except chicken fish. chicken and all that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you for you the can,
2: whole
18: like... month for all four, yeah. For the whole forty days?
3: Yes.
2: You're oh not going to eat any meat. Right. A hot dog, I'm hamburger, just, just steak. Fish. No, it's,
3: just only on it's only on the Fridays. Only on the Fridays you I'm can't just, eat meat. I'm just, no, we're doing it. I'm doing it the, the
4: entire
18: Oh, area. my God. That's awesome. You know what I'm giving up? 30 Wait. pounds. Sex. I'm giving up sex for 40 days. Oh, ho, ho.
4: Well, that just escalated quickly. That, did, that went from zero to 100. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hello.
18: Yeah. My, oh. wife is, my wife is glaring at me right you now. You didn't say anything. <laughs> what are you so, giving up? What i saying anything. What are you giving up?
2: All right. You know what I'm going to give up?
18: You're going to stand Prop, right? I'm <laughs> Relationship's over. Don't tell him I said that.
2: You know what? <laughs> He's I'm probably listening. <laughs> and Justin and Quinn are going to laugh at this. I'm going <laughs> to, not that I do it a lot, but I'm going to give up swearing. Oh,
18: you are? I've never really heard that. Oh, you that's mean. not, My not... wife could never do that. I just, you Justin that. is shaking well, Why his is it, head? by the way, Amy? Why is it that women swear more than men do?
2: I, well, I'm around kids. A potty mouse. And I'm about yeah. to start our, <laughs> my second season. Uh, during the season. If I hear them swear, yeah. we're running laps, we're doing burpees. <laughs> I'm not going to have that trash talk in my gym. Hey, hey, uh, but um, but I in, in the off season I get a little lippy.
3: Wow.
18: Yeah, my wife's just not. She's going to do try to do exactly what you're going to do. I
2: don't
3: think I've ever heard but, you use it
2: badly.
18: No, she's never going to use the F, F word again.
3: Yeah, Stephen. Real quick though, um, you know Illinois is trying <laughs> to revive. They're trying to revive the progressive tax. You think Chicago passing that tax? What ha- what happens if that progressive tax passes here in the state of Illinois?
18: It's a, but, wait, didn't they? I thought that passed by rough. Didn't you have no, it? no, we, we no, defeated had a measure. Yeah. We, defeated we defeated it, it. but now
2: so. certain Mart state it. senator, Martwick, okay. wants to bring it back. And Pittsburgh says no.
18: Yeah, so progressive tax will kill the state. I mean, how many millionaires and billionaires have to leave Illinois before right. you, you realize that when you try to tax them more, they just move to Florida and Texas and Tennessee? Uh, there's nine states in this country, folks, that have no income tax, none, yeah. zero. Let's go you over You can them. move to so, okay. Nevada, uh-huh. Washington, South Dakota, Wyoming, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, um, New Hampshire, and did I leave? Oh, Alaska. Alaska. So I think nine. that's nine. Yep, that so is nine. That you now I'm not suggesting that you move to Alaska, but there. Oh, are it's beautiful
2: there. Uh,
4: <laughs>
18: no, it
2: is. I have like oh, friends that's that's dark there. Too much.
18: Dark
4: too much. <laughs> the, too much those
18: nine states with no income tax have twice the level of job creation, twice the income gains. And double the population gains than states with high uh, income taxes, high taxes, and and unfortunately Illinois is one of them. I mean, don't forget Ken Griffin yeah. was you know the what the richest guy in Illinois, not and creating thousands of jobs, creating giving hundreds of millions of dollars to charity. Now he's doing it in Florida. How does uh, that? I got to tell you,
2: I, God bless Ken Griffin because when, whenever the there was a problem on the bike path or. And one of the, you I know, overfly, br- he yeah. would come forward and fix it. Mayor Light would be, she'd yeah. be pouring over graciousness. You're like, thank you so much. And I thank him because I use the bike path and it would never have gotten fixed had he not come forward and given us the money.
18: Well, you know, there's an old saying, okay, you ready for this? When you tax something, you get less of it. So when you tax millionaires, guess what? You get less millionaires.
2: Mm, okay. Oh, All right, Stephen Moore, idea. we're going to have to leave it there.
18: Uh, okay. He's...
2: Noted economist, new Trier grad, author of Gov- GovZilla, How the Relentless, relentless Growth of Government Get is Devouring Our Economy and Our Freedom. Thank you, Stephen yeah,
3: you I, still- I, I called that one right. You still got to come right, on my show, later. Stephen. You still got to come on my show, Black and Right. Yeah. Anytime.
2: All right. You let me know. All right. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks. And he joined us on our
1: Pro answer line. This is The Morning Show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer this is chicago's morning answer with dan proft and amy jacobson on am 560 the answer
2: good morning and welcome back to chicago's morning answer amy jacobson here john anthony in for dan proft and Your show has changed times. Yes. Many times. So it is Saturdays. Saturdays. 4 to 7. 4 to 7 p.m.
3: Yes. Okay. So, so for the boat cruise this year, we're going to do pretty much like a dinner boat cruise this
2: year. Oh, I love yeah. the boat cruise. I went last year. Yes. I'm definitely going to uh, scam my way onto that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. And not pay. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's all right. We're friends. We're friends. All right. So we talk a lot about this on the show. Drag queen brunch, which they the left is now deemed family friendly you know, drag queen bingo and certain libraries, which is family friendly. Yeah. And it's being celebrated all over TikTok and social media. Maria Willa, transgender, is so excited to get the bottom surgery.
21: Hey, everybody. Maria Willa here, transgender woman extraordinaire. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Because
16: um, as of today... As long as all the funds are there and nothing happens to stop it and my insurance company approves it,
21: in 180 days I will perform the most aggressive tuck I've ever done in my life. In other words, my
16: Sheenus, my
21: my, my Audi, it it will get to become my uni. I get to have my bottom surgery. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. So the, why are you laughing? No, this is being celebrated, which no. is fine. But you know what? The this person... I know. But this person is an adult. Yeah. Some see this as gender dysphoria and that there's some mental illness issues going on. She's an adult or he's an adult. They can do what they want. But when adults... Yeah. Start forcing this on our children. That's my problem. That's the problem. So with that, we welcome our guest, Erin Friday. She's a California mom, attorney, and leader of the parent advocacy group, Our Duty. And she wrote an article explaining what it took to rescue her daughter from transgenderism. Good morning, Erin. How are you? Hi, good morning. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. So let's start with your family story and what happened to your daughter to get her interested or become introduced to the idea of being transgender.
10: Uh, well, she got introduced uh, by the common way, which is a three-prong approach, which is first with the schools. Uh, schools are teaching kids that they can be born in the wrong body and they can have a male brain and a female body and vice versa. So that's the entry point. And then it's further solidified through social media, uh, TikTok and Instagram. And, uh, you know, all the social media platforms are, are now, you know, exposing these kids to this Ideology and this belief that they can change biology, which is just untrue. And then third, um, there's, you know, a peanut gallery of people on the Internet that celebrate uh, when a child comes to this delusion and, you know, they they love-bomb them with terms that you're so brave and and aren't you amazing and you're so authentic. So it's a a pretty normal trajectory unfortunately for how these uh, kids glum on onto this uh, you know false belief
2: so let's talk in particular about your daughter she was in seventh grade 11 years old and what happened uh, she
10: was she was exposed to the sex ed curriculum which is uh, a five hour course it's an hour a day one one hour was dedicated to transgenderism and that was the uh, that was the seed that was planted, and all of her friends uh, that day, that Friday, um, all took on a, an LGBTQ alphabet soup um, identity right after class. Uh, so it worked. I mean, they were indoctrinating the kids right from the get-go.
2: And then when did, were, did they keep this information? I mean, did your daughter take on a, a different identity?
10: Uh, well, they usually start with something a little little lighter than trans. Uh, they start with lesbian or pansexual, which is just kind of a nonsensical term when you're talking about 11-year-olds. It's nonsensical anyway. Um, but, you know, they all wanted to be something other than, uh, you know, white, heteronormative, um, whatever language they were using at the time, because it's, it's way cooler to be something else. Um, and so they all did it. Uh, and then it migrates to, you know, the usual trajectory is that they take on something light, they move to non-binary, which, again, is a term that has no meaning, uh, really, in science. And then they um, ultimately land on uh,
2: transgender. And did you know about this? I mean, were you, as a parent, did you know that this was happening? And did they have an obligation, the school, to tell you, don't you think, that if she was changing genders or identities?
10: Well, the school had an obligation to get you to sign off to sex ed and uh, you know I worked at the school I was there at the, at the school many hours a week. I, I had no inkling that they bring in a third party and that they spend a whole hour on on gender ideology. So no I didn't know that at all and then when she went to high school, Uh, the high school over COVID, meaning she was, you know, in her bedroom the whole time, never stepped foot in the classroom, that high school decided that they knew better than me, and they changed her her name to a male name and using male pronouns.
2: So how did you find out about this? Well, she was, in the, you know, down the hall. So I would,
10: Uh. yeah, I would check her iPad, and I said, who who the heck is this guy?
2: (laughs) What name did she go by, or do you want to keep that secret?
10: Yeah, I'm going to keep that one a secret.
2: Okay, well, and they're
10: they're really terrible names, by the way.
2: They all choose really like
10: strange names, you know, cartoon characters, and it's bizarre.
2: There was a girl at a at Buffalo Grove High School. Her name was a hashtag. Oh huh? my gosh! Yeah, what? I, yeah, I a mean, hashtag. Yeah. Like you know, Prince used the symbol. She's like, I'm, I don't know if I'm a male or female. I'm a hashtag. So I mean, what? How did you take on the school for? I mean, what are you doing to try and stop this kind of? indoctrination?
10: Well, at the school, what I did was I, I called the administrator and I read them the riot act, uh, not knowing that they would then determine that I'm unsafe. And uh, under under the guise that my daughter had looked up how many monster drinks it takes to kill a you know 105 pound person, uh, they sent CPS to my home.
3: Uh, that was my gift.
2: That's your version of uh, Chicago uh, Department of Family and Child and—I'm sorry.
3: California C- Protective Services? Is that Child, pro- child, child Protective, Protective Services?
10: Services? Y- yeah, or now I guess it's DCSF or something oh. like that, Department of Family and Child Services, something like and that. Did they
2: try to take your daughter away from you?
10: They didn't, actually, um, but— you know, it was clear to me that they were showing their muscles that somehow these teachers who never met my daughter, I mean, it's so important to understand this. Mm. They never met her, that they somehow uh, knew her better than than I did and were, quote unquote, keeping her safe. Um, you know, these same, you know, kind hearted teachers. Once I pulled her from the school, which is what I did immediately, um never called to check in to see how she was doing. Wow. So it was all virtual signaling.
3: Yeah. So what can parents do? I mean, are there any reasons? Because it's, it's, it's here in Illinois, right? Um, right. In oh, this yeah. January, they were actually going to pass a bill, but it died. It, it wasn't able to, to. Mike Simmons, I think, Simons or Simmons, he actually had house, a bill. House bill, what? I'll I, I I, I have to find it, but uh, it died. So it, 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 they well, didn't what bring was it back. The suje-
2: what was in Basically the
3: bill? Basically allowing um, um, uh, gender reaffirming surgery for, for young people. And the protections, if somebody brought somebody from another state or something to do it, he wanted to give protections to um, these individuals who were doing it. Oh, that would come or, from Indiana come from or Indiana, Iowa right, or Wisconsin. Things of that nature. But uh, what what resources are out there for parents? Because there's a lot of parents that, are lis- that listen to this show and listen to this station. Um, wh- wh- how, how, wh- what resources did you reach out to and how did you find them?
10: Well, I was in it, you know, two years ago, about two and a half years ago, and there were very few resources at all. Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, had just been published, which, you know, thank God, because you really feel alone. But there are quite a few resources now. There are parent support groups, parents of ROGD kids. There's my group. Um, There's a group actually in Illinois called Partners for Ethical Care. They do great work. Uh, But there are books that parents should read. Uh, One is uh, Raising, I think it's called Raising a Child in a Transgender World, and it's by Erin Brewer. And so that will give tips on how to protect your child from getting indoctrinated in the first place. And then if your child is caught up in the web, it is um, the book that I use to help navigate the words I used was detox no I think it was desist, detox detrans Mm. Um, but the worst thing that a parent could do is ignore it because uh, those of us who got our child back into reality we all used the same tactics uh, which is to address the issue the elephant in the room and not um, be fearful and never accept the gender identity.
2: So what? But ultimately, yeah. What ultimately came? Uh, what what? I mean, what I'm trying to say is what made her ultimately come to a place where she said, "No, I, I'm not transgender anymore." Was my question.
10: Yeah. So it's not one particular thing. So it's a long journey going in. It's a long journey going out. Uh, so I did a lot of things to get her to enjoy her female body again by taking her on long hikes, uh, putting her in a Private uh, Catholic school, sending her to go see uh, relatives who were not going to believe, you know, her her gender identity. So we did we did a lot of things. Um, I actually started protesting, and uh, I left all my signs all around the house and my books, and made it glaringly obvious that mom and dad aren't believing in this. And you know, it's very cultish. You have to. You have it to kind is. of treat them, yeah. You have to treat them as a, almost as a drug addict or as a cult member to extract them, and I use that word purposefully. Yeah.
2: Now, did she ever put on like, um, you know, a bra to suppress her breasts or ask for bottom or top surgery? She uh,
10: she did wear a, a binder to compress her chest. I mean, she did it under the guise of. Uh, anime or sorry cosplaying so she would she would dress up when she was younger before she took on the trans identity um and so i took those but you know friends would drop them off i'd actually have to toss her room to find some of this stuff uh but she never she asked for top surgery she asked for period suppression uh but she didn't ask for the bottom surgery but you know she was only 13, 14.
3: Oh Miss yeah. Aaron Friday. I, I just want to make a statement. Thank you so much for fighting for your child. I, I think it's so important imperative that people know, never give up on this when it, as it relates to your children, because um, they don't know. They simply don't have the, the, the brain function uh, to understand what they're going through. Their feelings most for the most part, they start off as feelings. So I want to say, thank you so much for fighting for your child and, and encouraging the, the rest of those people that are out there dealing with this, that there is hope. So thank you so much.
2: Thank, thank you so much. And how is your daughter doing now? How old is she? Uh, she's 16. She's doing
10: great. Um, she might uh, show her body off now a little bit too much, celebrating okay. her femaleness. Welcome to teenage
2: years. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> exactly. Can't take enough selfies.
10: <laughs>
7: yeah. oh, no
10: she's doing she's doing great so i'm i'm uh really pleased obviously with the outcome and uh two weeks ago was the first time she said thank you
2: oh mm, for wow.
10: pulling her out So it was wow. great
2: all right well thank you so much aaron friday the article is called mom explains what it took to rescue her daughter from transgenderism our show will tweet that article out so people can read the whole thing yeah. after it's a kids. daily signal dailysignal.com they're probably. after our kids Yes. All right, Aaron, thank you so much for telling us your story. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you. And she joined us on our Pro answer line.
1: Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests and only the biggest opinions. This is AM five sixty. the answer.
2: All right. People are still fuming over Biden's visit to Ukraine, the secret trip that he took. He left the white house at three 30 in the morning, Sunday took a separate plane, went to Poland, then took a 10 hour, uh, train ride to get to Ukraine, to walk Sounds the safe. streets, to meet with the president, a five hour visit. And, uh, Yesterday he was in Poland, still standing, standing, standing with Ukraine.
16: Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided, and we will not tire. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never. One year after the bombs began to fall, Russian tanks rolled into Ukraine. Ukraine is still independent and free. Did you hear him?
3: Yeah, you were right about
2: Garcia. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, <laughs> there's an ancillary issue. Um, so here's the deal. People are still upset that President Biden has not visited eastern Palestine. President Trump, former President Trump, going there today. Ooh. And uh, the mayor, not happy that Biden on his trip to the Ukraine brought uh, $500 million more in aid. So we've given a total of $100 billion because the people here in America are suffering.
12: That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to, but uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us, and I'm furious.
2: And the EPA is trying to push this. Oh, it's everything's safe, everything's fine, but they opened up a health clinic there last yeah. week, and uh, they had the EPA administrator there. I think his name's Michael Michael Reagan. Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. Yeah. yeah, and he was there yesterday you know, with champagne glasses filled with the water from the tap, clinging like everything's fine, everybody go away, and he took it. And then they later they were all admitted to the hospital. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but here's Mayor Pete, you know, Transportation Secretary. He's on it. 18 days later, he's going to get there eventually.
6: I am planning to go.
21: And uh, our folks were on the ground from the first hours. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We dealt with a lot of disasters, natural and human. And one of the things I noticed very quickly is that there's two kinds of people who show up when you have that kind of disaster experience. People who are there because they have a specific job to do and are there to get something done. And people who are there to look good and have their picture taken. When I go, it will be about action on rail safety.
2: Well, you better get there. Again, it's been 18 days and crickets, nothing. Him. But yeah, that's that's why, you know, him attacking Trump's visit today. He's the worst transportation secretary we've ever had. Well, he had no experience. None. And I want to know what natural disasters and human disasters took place in South Bend.
3: I got family there. I've never heard them I
2: mean I mean, did, did you guys have a train derailment? Mm, yeah. Any toxic fumes yeah, nah. being admitted? No. Nah. Anything I need to know about?
3: Nah. You no. Know, because I don't a, remember any of that. There was a train derailment down in Shanahan. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I got a friend that works, works there, and he was like... Uh, They happen a lot. Oh, they do. (laughs) They just don't get reported because there's not toxic stuff on there that, you know, happens. Right. That happens to spill out.
2: All right. Well, with more on this and other issues, let's welcome back to the program our very good friend, Ed Morrissey, senior editor from HotAir.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Ed Morrissey. Good morning, Ed. How are you?
21: Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John.
2: Good morning, brother. So what did you think of this visit on President's Day that President Biden left America and celebrated President's Day somewhere else?
21: Yeah, I mean, I think that I mean, we can quibble about the policy about Ukraine. First off, that visit to Ukraine is long overdue. If you're going to do something like that, you, you get out in the lead to do it, right? You do it when, when at least when the rest of your allies are doing it. It's been a year. Most of, the, most of our European allies made their visits to Kyiv in the first month or two, right? So this mm-hmm. is really late. It's just kind of strange. But the other thing is, is that you have to be mindful as, as to how this is going to look. You just had a train derailment in East Palatine, um, in an area where, you know, at least one would assume that. Uh, Democrats want to compete politically for you know in the upcoming election, and I mean you take care of that before you leave the country. I don't know. I don't know that it's an issue of him being there while this is going on, but not having approved aid, not having mm-hmm. gone to visit. Even Pete Buttigieg hadn't gone to visit there yet. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just really bad politics. It's just it's 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 incompetent politics, um, and and I you know it just makes you want to scratch your head and wonder how this guy got as far as he got.
2: And FEMA wasn't even going to go there until President Trump announced that he was going to be visiting the area.
21: Right. Yes. I mean, again, all of this is like politics 101. If there's a disaster out there, especially one that involves um, a a federally regulated industry, because trains are a federally regulated industry, uh, you want to be out there to say, hey, you know, I'm here. I've seen this. I mean, I don't know if you guys I'm sure you guys remember this when Katrina hit and this wasn't even a. You know, it wasn't even a federally-caused disaster. It was just a weather disaster. Um, when Katrina hit, uh, people were screaming that George Bush didn't land the plane, right? He, he he took Air Force One and did an aerial reconnaissance of the devastation, but he didn't land the plane, didn't get out, and um, and talk to the people in um, in, in New Orleans. And, 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 and I think that was a mistake, too. It was an error. And I think George Bush understood that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... <laughs> This is even worse. I mean, did did Air Force One go to uh, go to Poland by way of flying over East Palatine or uh, East Palestine? Right. No, he <laughs> <No. laughs> just flew the other direction. Wow. And I mean, it's just crazy. It's just I don't get the politics. The people who are running politics in the White House are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> that was so easy to deal with. Just show up. Right. Just show up, shake a few hands, tell people help is on the way, and get out. Yeah. And all of this would have been a non-story. Yeah. A,
3: and, a non-story. But I think him going over there with money as well when he hadn't taken care well, to of to help his people. Right.
2: Th- right. Those people without helping us first. But
3: money to take care of their pensions. I mean, right. think about that. Well, what emergency is that when we have people who possibly could be be dead by the time you come back?
21: Well, not only that, but it's not that so we have a, a really solid pension system here in the United States <laughs> either. Most right. of the pensions that we have are are critically underfunded. Yeah. The, the, the pension crisis that is coming is yeah. going to be massive. I agree. And it's true at the federal level. It's true at state levels. And in some cases, it's just true in the private sector as well. But the move to 401Ks and that sort of thing is really um, – has really lowered the risk yeah. on private sector pension uh, collapses, but I mean, uh, it, it, in state governments and in federal government, yep. oh, we yeah, know about. I, mean, that I voted
3: to, use to support this. I voted to change pensions in Illinois and it got overturned by the Supreme, Illinois when Supreme Court. When you were Court, state when senator, when I was a state senator, state rep, yeah. But you know what, Ed? I want to talk about this. Ruth Jennifer Ruth Green's Air Force file being leaked. Okay, yeah. Have we gotten to the bottom uh, of of this leak, and and why did it happen? in, um, what must be done to make sure something like that the weaponization of our government doesn't continue to happen on, to these candidates?
2: Yeah, well, let's start yeah. with who, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know who Jennifer Ruth Green yeah, she's a is. Yeah, Congressional candidate. But she was Congressional, candidate right. So we've seen her commercials, but what happened to her, Ed?
21: So when she was running for Congress, her military file, she was in the Air Force, her military file was leaked to a um, a Democratic opposition research group called Due Diligence, LLC. And... They published parts of her uh, Air Force file, including the fact that she was a victim of a sexual assault. Now, this got a lot of attention and not necessarily all of it good for Democrats, um, but it made her basically focus on the sexual assault. It really sort of derailed her campaign, or at least derailed the strategy that she was hoping to employ in the campaign. I think that was certainly deliberate on the part of due diligence and of House Democrats. And, And as it turns out, there were. Either 10 or 11 other files leaked from the Air Force that the Air Force knows about uh, to due diligence to the same firm. And to, uh, and two House Republicans have come forward to say that they have been notified by the Air Force that their files were among them. And, of course, they were trying to use whatever – they could, trying to find dirt uh, within their military files to use you – know, Democrats to use against these two guys. It was uh, Don Bacon and Zach Nunn, I believe, were the, were the two um, who came forward uh, yesterday and the day before yesterday to say that their files were also purloined in this. And uh, Mike Rogers and James Comer have sent a very angry letter to uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin asking for a full accounting of this and wanting to know who's being prosecuted over this, because this is this is a criminal violation of the law.
2: Yeah, heads this should is, roll.
21: Heads should roll. At the very least, heads should roll. Um, and actually, charges should be um, preferred. I don't know if you can charge, uh, I think the guy's name is Adam Payton from uh, due diligence. I don't know that you can charge him with a crime. Um, but you can charge the people who gave Adam Payton those files. Do and it. John's right. I mean, this is basically, what this is showing is that the bureaucracy is getting politicized uh, in a partisan fashion to, um, to help you know, elect Democrats over Republicans. And these are people with civil service protections. Yeah. Um, and so they're very difficult to root out. And that's the reason why Rogers and Comer want names, they want to haul people in front of Congress and and uh, demand to know what's going on. They also need to know how much more of this is going on. This is the only. This is just what we know about. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's just from one one service branch. Just and we did
2: have we That's did have Jennifer Ruth Green on the program. She talked about it. And yeah. it's so intrusive, so personal. So, but you think so you're protected horrible. by the government yeah. and the country that you're serving, and you're not. They come back and slap you in the face.
3: Can I just say well, one thing? Hey, uh, like uh, sexual uh,
2: before,
21: assault, I mean. She victimized they re victimized her all over again. Yeah. Well they acted like, like it was her, her
2: fault. Source, like she, like she was the... wearing the short skirt. Right. You know, that's what right. peed me off. Right.
12: Yeah.
3: Hey yeah, can you just say one more thing? You said did you say John was right? Can you say that one more time?
21: John was right. <laughs> I'm happy to say that John was right. And by the way, did you know that John was right? And, and you know, John's going to have a whole clip of this. Please thing. clip so that
3: for me, please. I need that yeah, for his show, which is
2: Saturdays from four to seven, That's Black right. and White right Radio. That's right. You should have that on sometime. Yeah, on it's been on. Oh, on. he has been on? on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Been on. All right. Let's move over to President Trump, Candidate Trump, because I keep forgetting he's running for president. Nikki Haley, you know, who's out uh, beyond her prime, she's running as well. But he's still a. Uh, yesterday, what he blasted on Truth Social, social giving Desantis a new. Nickname, and when is this pettiness going to stop? Can anybody stop him from shooting him his own self in the foot? He calls Ron DeSantis Ron Desync and Ron Meatball. DeSantis Meatball. and Meatball Ron Meatball. I mean, what's going on?
21: Uh, well, I mean, and that's that's not even the most offensive part of that. I mean, he you know he refers to Mitch McConnell's wife as Chow Chow. Uh, I mean, it's just I, I, I don't know if you heard that, but he has. Um, Elaine Chow who worked for him for four years <laughs> as, his, cha- as his transportation secretary. Um, and, uh, I don't know how well this is going to work. I mean, eight years ago, this was novel, right? Nobody had seen right. this before. I think eight years of this, I think people are really getting tired of it. I don't know that for sure. It's hard to say, but I think that this is really an old act now. And, well,
2: people want uh, competency. And that's exactly what I think they have in Florida with Governor DeSantis. And name-calling, Or
21: or in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin, or, you know, I I suspect he's going to get into the race, too. You can argue the same thing about Doug Ducey in Arizona, Greg Abbott in Texas. I mean, there there are competent governors out there who who could get into this race and give Republicans a fresh start and a fresh look, and a much younger look, for that matter. Well, but are
2: they beyond their prime? (laughs) And by the way, Nikki Haley sell, selling beer cozies that say beyond my prime,
21: of course, I mean, <laughs> smart. And that's smart politics, right? Yep. That's yeah. smart politics. Yeah. You got, you got to you got to uh, merchandise on that just as soon as you possibly can. Uh, yeah. I mean, the beyond the prime argument, though, really does, I think, apply to to both Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yep, I, I mean, it, it would be I think people would like to get a president or at least two nominees on a ticket who were born after the birth of rock and roll. I mean, <laughs> that that's I don't think that that's an unreasonable expectation for a nation that is 90% or more younger than the two guys uh, that are supposedly the frontrunners for uh, for the next election. I it, I think both parties are going to be facing a lot of pressure yeah. to find younger people. I don't know if you can I don't know if uh, Democrats can can get over the the incumbency issue and and convince Joe Biden to step back, but uh, Republicans certainly have an opportunity to do it. And but if they but don't Ed, how do, do they it, get
3: almost... how do they get beyond the mega the Maga wall the America First wall because that's a pretty high wall you know Trump said is high so that's a pretty high wall how do you how do you, how does any other candidate get beyond that Trump Maga wall?
21: Well, and I think that's the reason why Desantis has gotten so much focus, right? Because Desantis has basically been a very effective. Uh, governor at uh, making that putting those types of policies in place and then making them popular I mean he got a 19 point win over a former governor uh, last November uh, it's it's the biggest Republican sweep I think in in Florida history at least in modern Florida history and um, that is I think that shows you that that's the reason why uh, Trump is so paranoid about DeSantis getting into the race is because DeSantis is the kind of guy who can be a who can at least carry the MAGA banner um, maybe not explicitly but implicitly and and has a great track record of success in fighting these types of culture war battles in Florida.
2: Yep all right Ed uh, Morrissey what else are you working on for today that we can look forward to?
21: Well I do have Coming up in, a, in about an hour or two, and it's about uh, Brett Stevens' New York Times opinion piece that uh, that says, "You know, what are we going to do now that we know that mask mandates don't work? This Cochrane study, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is basically definitive: masks don't work. And what happens? How are we going to talk about that? Wait, I want an I apology.
2: Find- okay, go on. I Sorry, mean- I didn't mean to yes, interrupt you. But
21: I think we, I think we all are owed an apology. But the thing that's interesting about that is that is the very first time that the New York Times has mentioned the Cochrane study. And it's in an opinion piece by Brett Stevens. I did a search on this. I did a search on Cochrane and masks uh, for the past month. It's been a month since that study was published. And the New York Times has not published one word on that until today or until last night when this uh, when this appeared. They still don't have any mention of it in their news section. And I think that that's very interesting. I think it's interesting that they allowed Brett Stevens to um, actually run that column.
2: Well, Ed, if you live where I mean if you saw my church, they are masked to the nines, some people are still double masking, and I sit in church and I'm like, "Thou shalt not go before God a veiled face and i'm thinking These, it's a it's like psychosis now it's like they're banky or they're a pacifier, and it's so and i but I wish to and I pray to Jesus that when I look at people with a mask on that I don't have this visceral reaction, but I look at that person I say you, you perpetuated this stereotype. You you right. did this to my children. Like, you mess with me, right. that's one thing. You mess with my children, yeah. that's another. Right. And I still get emails all the time from CPS saying, your son, blah, 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 was uh, in contact, even though he's been vaccinated, was in contact with a student who has COVID. He must mask for the next five days. Yeah. And you know what I do with those, Ed? Delete. Um, I don't even talk to him about it. Yeah. I delete. Because yep. w- teachers aren't checking, you know, and he's not uh, going to wear a mask because he's just... And
21: it's- and it's silly because children are the, the at least risk for Yeah, but kids this. still
2: wear them. Like I think I it's a, some of them wear it because one, you know, um one of my son's friends said that he has really bad teeth, so this has been great for him because no one could see his twisted teeth. And I yeah. said, well, eventually, you know, we want to hear your voice, want to see your smile, you're beautiful, right. it's okay. Right. But nope.
21: Right.
2: He's not taking that thing off. He'll, he'll, yeah. I believe that we're going to go to wakes someday and people in their caskets are going to have masks on their face. Oh, no, I know. I no. You guys think I, I'm not kidding you. The way I, we live in Chicago, people are walking around. People are still, still in their cars still. alone, Ed, with masks on. This is not that where I'm at, too. Or they're walking. So every time I'm well, one one day a week while I'm on Addison driving here to work, there's a guy who's by this is at three, four in the morning. OK, he's right. by himself walking down the street. At 4 in the morning. There is not another soul in sight. And I rolled on the line, like, what the hell are you, are you oh, please bleep that. Uh What the <laughs> heck are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? Do you need help? Oh, uh God. Sorry. Yeah. I just got my blood pressure up, and I didn't want to do that. No 120 life over there? No 120 life for me over here. All right, Ed Morrissey, we're going to have to leave it there. We'll look forward to your article. It'll be in hotair.com today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks,
21: Ed. Thanks for having me on.
2: Thank you. And was jo- right. Yes,
21: uh, thank you,
1: buddy.
2: <laughs> and he joined us on our Turnkey Pro Answer Line.
1: What Chicago is talking about—it's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM five sixty. The answer.
0: Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast, sponsored by Signature Bank.